0: Welcome back to The Couch Command, uh, where we do a journey through geekness. With me today, I have Matt. Hey, how are we doing? Good to be here. Cool, oh, and also we have with us uh, Isaac from Lobster Madnik Reviews. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for having me. And today we're going to be doing a review on The Eternals. Uh, I look forward to probably being, once again, the only person that liked it and uh, defending my ground. But before we get there um isaac we've been geeking on lately
1: all right so th- 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 this time i i was like uh, i was ashamed of myself that i was like struggling last time so i, I brought a, f- a list Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so I'm surprised I didn't bring this up last time, but uh, the Star Wars Visions, I I really enjoyed that. It brought me back to a simpler time of the anime anthology, which I enjoyed, which was, like, kicked off by the Wachowskis and the Matrix to Animatrix, and it seemed like everyone was like, ah, it was was an interesting time. It was like uh, what I like to think of as, like, the Suncoast video era where, um, you know, things could still be significant on DVD, Mm -hmm. and it was like, you know, anime was this cool exotic thing that maybe you'd see on like Adult Swim or on DVD shelves and Suncoast Video and the idea was like you know oh we're, we're gonna well honestly I think the Animatrix was like a passion project because the Wachowski's got the do-whatever-the-fuck-you-want card but then mm-hmm. it kind of became like everyone was doing anime anthologies Halo got an anime anthology uh, The Uh Goth- the Batman got an anime anthology Um and I, I sort of like most of the time the films aren't very good <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I like uh, Keith, what was your opinion on the Star Wars vision? Since I know you probably saw it,
0: um, I yeah, you reminded me that I haven't watched the last one yet. Um, I I I I'd almost go as far as say I loved it. Um, There's some that like made my my heart swell up and like you know put tears in my eye even because it was so fucking beautiful. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like the daydreams of Star Wars I used to have as a kid. So. It was fun seeing Star Wars just be Star Wars and creative again and and not trying to lay down, like, fan argument bait. So that was fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I enjoyed them a lot. My only complaint was that, like, I I was annoyed about how Jedi-centric they were. I thought it was, like, a huge waste to not, like, have, like, a Cowboy Bebop-themed, like, you know, bounty hunters or smuggler story. It's like, okay, we... we, (laughs) We, we get it. Uh, Star Wars is Japanese samurai. Like, how many goddamn samurai stories are we going to get here? <laughs> but, I would say
0: that Star Wars isn't supposed to be just Jedi, but, man, they keep leaning into it. Um, Matt, what do you think of the anthology of – or did you see it yet?
2: Uh, I saw some of it. Um, and to be honest, it didn't really hold my interest all that well. And, and right. I, agree. None of them? I, I, I agree with the um, – the, the assessment that like yeah what's what's with all the Jedi I thought we were moving away from that a little bit mm-hmm. you know um, like like with Rogue One for example or um, so even Solo you know there's a lot less Jedi and I think it was pro- I think they were slowly proving hey we don't need Jedi for Star Wars to be interesting mm-hmm. and then here yeah and then and then yeah the samurai thing like they should have had a, a list or something or a limit and be like okay y'all you know we gotta we can have two samurais. Like, who, who's going to get the samurai? And they can put, like, their names in a hat. And then those are the only two who can have samurai. Nobody else gets samurai. All the rest yeah. of y'all are going to be smugglers and bounty hunters. And nope, dang samurai.
0: <laughs>
2: yep, For I so, agree. We, we, we should have got gotten, a- like,
0: gunslinger uh, episode, uh, bounty hunters, smugglers. But, yeah, they, they they went all in on, like,
1: more and more more Jedi. Like, more Jedi. Although, let me put a defense. No one seems to love the one with the furry girl. Let me just put a, I thought that that was a, a very interesting thing to have the adopted family, but to have the biological daughter become like the evil, you know, imperial simp uh, um, instead of the uh, the father, which would have been like the stereotypical story, or like the sort of like easier story choice to have mm-hmm. the father be the evil one, and then the two girls kind of rebel them against them. But I loved the, the idea that the adopted daughter, you know, oh, I'm going to ensure the family legacy, and then the biological daughter is like, nah, we we need to join the imperial, and she gets like a in imperial a- officers outfit. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. No one else seemed to, but uh, I, I thought it was underappreciated.
0: So, I need to go back, because I think that's
1: the last
2: one that I didn't see yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it, but now I'm interested. Maybe I'll like it. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd say, give him, like, um, the st- I enjoyed that one. Uh, I also enjoyed the uh, the one from the Imaishi Studio Trigger, where it was just like, I mean, it's another Jedi one, but it was like, you know, Pro uh Gurren Lagan, Kill yes. La Kill
0: Energy. Dude, so, that one had me pumping my fists in the air. I loved that
2: one so wait, much. Wait, which which one was this one? Which, what what? Uh, it's, it's called the twins. Uh, it's basically oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't finish that one, but I will finish it. Yes, the
0: Gurren Lagan like animation style just fucking wild and like I saw like yeah, I, I won't spoil it. Like there's a finishing attack in there that turns something that everyone's hated from the Last Jedi into something that was just fucking awesome. Hell yeah! I wow yeah.
1: So I, I would recommend that. Um, finally, after a long time, the next thing on my list is I finally got around to, um, whatchamacallit, uh, watching the Vinland Saga anime. And oh, it was great. It, was, uh, it fills the berserk-sized hole of my heart from left behind by Kentaro Muera's death. Uh, so I enjoyed the first season and now I'm going through the, uh, manga and it's got that nice sort of like bare, well not, you know, bare bones just because it's like a more, you know, there's no fantasy element. It's like slightly more historical, even though it exists in that sort of like kind of quasi heightened reality of like, you know, certain martial arts manga like baki mm-hmm. uh you know so i, I don't know if i call it completely realistic but uh you know it's more grounded than something like berserk so i've been enjoying uh you know seeing thorfinn's quest as he goes uh through england on his quest for vengeance and studio wit did a brilliant job of that Sweet. oh wow and that's
2: on amazon prime huh
1: Yep. It's uh, still up there for all your listening. I, I highly recommend that. Uh, it's definitely uh, worth, uh, you know, it, it, every now and then, you know, we, we all love our anime and, uh, and manga schlock, but every now and then you get like one of those animes like this is this is big boy adult storytelling and it's great. And Vinland Saga is like one of those ones that, you know, you got to hold up high amongst the sea of, uh, you know, harem degeneracy.
2: <laughs> oh, so I can show this one to my non-anime friends and not be embarrassed. I, I love it.
1: Yes, yes. It is one of those on the list of uh, you can show it off to friends and family and not be embarrassed and not have that. But, but you just have to understand the cultural context. Uh, she's really a 10,000-year-old <laughs> dragon who looks like a 10-year-old girl. All
2: right, weeb, whatever. <laughs> Book a weeb. Yeah, this
0: looks
1: very uh, berserk. And uh, also in that line, uh, been, uh, I didn't realize. Well, I, I sort of knew this in the back of my head. I knew that, like, I'm going back. I'm watching Cowboy Bebop uh, because mm. it's on Netflix in preparation to that Bebop, which we'll <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I don't Please, know. The reviews are sure, re- so. re- not very g- great, and I, I guess I think we all we all sort of suspected it. Uh, but you know, uh, I saw a lot of it on uh, Adult Swim. Um, back in the day, uh, so, but I missed a lot of episodes in between, so it's fun to go in order and, like, uh, see the episodes, uh, you know, the ones I've seen parts of, the ones I know really well, like the, uh, one where he fights the giant, uh, or, you know, the, the French, the French guy, Le Pew, who's like, yes, but, you know, the other ones, like, um, you know, I never saw the introduction of Radical Edward,
0: uh, <laughs> cool. Wait, so, so you, you, you're seeing some of these for the first time ever?
1: Yeah, because like nice. I never, I've never seen like the the, the mushroom episode where they like oh, have hallucinations on
2: mushrooms. Absolutely, I, that's so, that's that's so good.
1: Yeah,
0: I I, I was there when it, when it when it happened. Like we, I'd be excitedly waiting for it to hit my uh, four star video uh, for rental, and um, yeah, like the the VHS tape, waiting for that to hit, and just being just. Over the moon when, like, I just got the experience for the first time. It's kind of like, at the time, to me, it felt like uh, animated Quentin Tarantino.
1: Yeah, mm. uh, it, it's funny. Some of the, like, voice acting is a, a little, but, I mean, of course, all the leads are great. But, um, yeah, it, it does feel like it's got that Tarantino en- energy and it's got that style and, and like, that really gritty, fun world building that's kind of, like, Blade Runner-esque um, although, well, just out of curiosity, what, what, what are your, both of you, uh, what do you think of the, uh, what's your over under now that we've seen the trailer, the lost sessions, a lot of the cowboy bebop anime, do you think it's going to succeed or do you think it's going to flop? You first, Matt. Oh
2: man. Uh, I think it's going to flop. Yep. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have no sh-
1: faith in it whatsoever. <laughs> Um, it's 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 so weird because it's like it, it's you can tell that the the enthusiasm is there, but it, it just still feels like really expensive cosplayer fan
2: film. Yeah, I yeah, want it to um, succeed very badly. I want it to be good. I have nothing against anything they're doing. I just don't think it's going to. Uh,
0: like I've I've said a couple times, like to me, it's just like. Check it out! We're doing live action Mona Lisa, guys. We're gonna do this photo shoot, and she's gonna look just like Mona Lisa. Everybody, like, how awesome is that? I'm like, um, no,
2: I yeah, mean, yeah, but like, but, but wait, the original Mona Lisa made a lot of money. A lot of people really <laughs> like it. We're just gonna <laughs> so, do it. It's a twist it's with twist, uh, You're gonna love it.
0: Like, it's already good. Like, we I don't need to see the live action. For people who are too embarrassed to watch animation version, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is what almost it feels <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> the, the, the people. Don't the worry, guys. This is live action, It's not for babies. Like, now you that can is, like it. Like um, that is the masterpiece, <laughs> <laughs> you guys. You freaking people. So, so like, I guess I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing how how they try. So that's what I'm interested in seeing. Like, all right, let's see what you guys end up doing and hopefully this inspires somebody else to do like um the meme i keep saying is stop remaking things just make new things that are as significant so instead of like you know remaking Kawhi bebop it would have been cool if like they had that budget to make their own bounty hunter space bounty hunter thing with like their own like you know maybe using punk music or or something like that so it's like you know make new things with new hearts that are on the same level. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: that, that, that takes money and that's risk. Cowboy Flop's mm-hmm. a name. Nobody exactly. wants to have that risk. Yeah, uh, there's, there's
2: varying, yeah, varying levels of risk and I think Remake is one of the lower ones as is prequels. Um, yeah. Creating something new or carrying a story on, more risk. People don't want to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Alas. Alas. Well, hopefully we'll break through. I want to get to uh, back to the '80s era, where like, what is this new? Thing? Holy shit! This shit was crazy, and just being explosions of uh, unpredictable awesome
1: that come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's why I went back. I think that's what's kind of like you know, what, no matter what you think about the Squid Game. It, it, I mean, I think we're in a few a few more weeks. We'll get to the point where you know everyone kind of hates it because it's oversaturated and right. there are too many like you know terrible children's videos that say like calling Squid Game game master at three a.m. He responded <laughs> back, uh, but like what's nice about the Squid Game. Is is that it's like it's bringing new iconography, new things, mm-hmm. like you know, and it's all instantly iconic. The sets are iconic. The pink guards are now a symbol, which is that's always exciting to see. Versus, you know, as d- much as as nice as Ghostbusters Afterlife looks, the, the big thing that I have against it is that like, um, oh God, why why are you going back to like the you know marshmallows and the the dogs? Yeah, oh, holy
0: shit! <laughs> I was not expecting them to do that. I was hoping they wouldn't like. They they beat Gozer. Let it go. Uh, no, pterodactyls in the the freaking Pillsbury tope. The. The mushroom
1: guy, mushroom. Yeah, mushroom make guy. make up new mythology. Have them fight Cthulhu. Honestly, you know what would have been like the best uh, Ghostbusters thing if they ever got the original cast back, or or, or just like a new version of Ghostbusters. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just had, had this idea when I was like driving around. So uh, imagine like you see a pre a a, a, a trailer, and it, it's like uh, you know it's it looks like it's gonna be another Paranormal Activity movie and it's like a found footage and uh, you know things start moving around and people start flipping out and then (laughs) just the Ghostbusters come in and they just do their Ghostbusting shit (laughs) of like trying to get the demon out and and, you know they're just like riffing and it feels like a found footage like recording
2: oh dude that sounds like a great idea I I love love, that idea I love that and honestly you could do that with so many things because usually with these things like paranormal activity um, the grudge or the ring like the ghosts are all powerful They're, they're unstoppable it'd be so refreshing to have the fucking ghostbusters show up and just kick their ass
0: <laughs> yeah that's what was, was cool about them when i was when we were kids i or for me, for me when we were, when i was kids like the fact that like you know i, I think like like I, I grew up we went through the satanic panic and like mm-hmm. i was christian back then so i think it even more genuinely it scared me but it was man, fantastic to see that no you can draw the line in the stand and fight back like mm-hmm. i'm like oh oh
3: yeah
1: so yeah,
0: it, yeah
3: it,
1: it, there's like so much like um, like supernatural stuff that you can riff on uh in like the horror genre that like it just feels like uh, you know I, i'm sure i if, the, the general consensus is that like you know it's better than two thousand and sixteen, but like, ah, this is such a wasted opportunity there's like smarter yeah. things you could have done with it, but uh. uh yeah, that's like my bis- big misgivings for um, whatchamacallit, call the, to the new upcoming Ghostbusters, and I, I guess the Cowboy Bebop. Like that, that was another thing I was thinking. Like if you had Robert Rodriguez and you took like a Sin City thing, where it was just like a really hyper stylized green screen background, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that would have sold it more than the kind of clunky live action that just feels like you, you know, kind of like cringy. Oh uh, well. What's, what else been geeking on? All right. Uh, one final thing, then I will yield the floor. So, what if I told you? Um, I'm sure you both, uh, Matt and Keith, you both have like you know favorite books or movies or things you wanted to see the end story of. Uh, maybe it got canceled. Maybe it was never published for a billion reasons. Maybe the author died. What if I told you you have the opportunity to buy the ending for the thing you loved for ninety five dollars? Oh my God! Buy the ending? Yes. Go on. So here's my story. There's this um, science fiction writer, David Gerard. uh, He wrote for, like, the original Star Trek. He wrote the, like, Trouble with Tribbles episode. Uh, He had also a hand in um, The Next Generation. Uh, He's had, like, a few books adapted into movies, uh, but, you know, he's kind of not been on the best – he he spends more time, like, writing rants on Facebook wall – on his Facebook wall than he does, like, publishing stuff, which is – it's super frustrating for me because he had this amazing series that a friend of mine turned me on when I was in college. and It was called War Against the Chatur. So War Against the Chatur is an alien invasion story, but no aliens come down on flying saucers. Basically what happens is the, the setup is that there's a plague that like wipes off like 60% of humans' population. But then you learn that the plague was the start. Of uh, invasion, and it's not like a sentient alien race, it's an ecology that is coming in, subsuming, and taking over Earth's ecology. So they're like these giant worms that eat everything, and then they form nests, and little by little, there are more elements to the turn ecology that kind of builds up with each book as it gets more and more entrenched within the world. And basically, it's about, like, a one guy's journey as he studies it and uh, tries to defeat it and tries to build countermeasures. Uh, and I, I freaking love it.
0: So... Uh, it's a it's an invasion of environment uh yeah you have like ecology that's a like like some kind of like space pollen
1: came to play earth and is this trying to change our environment? Well, to give you an idea of where it may have came from, um, but, uh, like, you don't really get an origin, but, like, basically, like, microbes come there, the microbes start establishing, and then they start producing alien organisms. So, like, you know, red trees start rapidly growing, and they, like, kill all of Earth's trees. And yeah, more yeah. basically, more and more organ- complex organisms come, and they, like, kind of, like, consume... Or convert orth organisms to become part of the Chaturin ecology. They get like assimilated. So they're like these, um, symbiote like hairs that like are a part of the worms and a part of like a lot of the ecology. And eventually humans get assimilated where they have, uh, the symbiote worms all through their bodies and all these like parasites tunnel through them and the, the sort of hive mind of the Chaturin mass, uh, retrofits the organisms of the native host planet um, to suit its needs, and it's kind of all-consuming and terrifying. What is the intelligence of this thing? There are four books published in, like, a series of seven or eight, Uh but Mr. Gerard, strapped for cash, offered the Chatura Bundle, so I spent... Ninety five dollars and oh boy was I happy! I got the series bible, which gave me the outline, story outlines for the books that he'll probably never get around writing. A few additional like short stories and some other segments from books he he'll never finish. So I am just like a pig in heaven. It's the second best thing. I would have liked to have gotten the books, but like you know, let's say you could buy. Um, you know, an outline of whatever the hell George R. R. Martin was planning for the final Game of Thrones books or A Song of Ice and Fire. Would you like to have that? I,
0: yes, huh? It's, oh, yeah. I, I. This didn't go end up where I thought it was going to go. I thought like it was going to be like a service of like fan fiction writers who are like, "Are you sick of waiting for the end of Game? Of- I'll write it for you, ninety five dollars." that's where I thought
2: it was going to go too. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> He's Like all right, I'll take. A, I'm gonna take a break from Sonic the Hedgehog, and I'm gonna finish this story for you.
0: Because like we have this friend, uh, a guy named Jason, we had, uh, and um, he loves the shit out of um, Harry Potter fan fiction, and like he explores tons of it. And he 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 says like, yeah, I have found stuff that's as good. Like it's well written, and it's as good as like the real stuff. And um, yeah, it, like the, the the writers, they are out there, so. I guess it's kind of possible to find someone to maybe give you the ending that, you know, may never show up.
2: Right. Yeah. But I feel like that, somebody just going in and finishing a story like that, that would cost significantly more than $95, or at least it should. True, true. Because they would be writing almost an entire book in theory. And the amount of like work and research, et cetera, that would take, especially if they don't already know the story, would be tremendous.
0: Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: but that said Isaac like this whole thing um if I was interested enough to know the end of a story yeah I'd pay that for sure especially for like a writer that you love yeah exactly yeah Yeah,
0: easily so I was it is Ari Salvatore
1: like hey man whatever you want (laughs) so I was very happy that he was like I saw it on his Facebook wall and I was like all right all right I've wanted this for 10 years give it to me and i'm sad that i won't get the fully fleshed out thing but i got the satisfying ending and i i was very pleased to learn the secret of the tatorian intelligence how it worked and the ultimate bittersweet ending that the series resolved on and uh you know i was like yeah that was a good ending uh, i'm sad you didn't get to play it out uh, i would have liked to have seen it but this is better than nothing so uh, you know, it was a sense of resolution that I, uh, I would never get, that I was very happy. So I'm very, you know, I, I, I've gone through, I haven't read everything, but I, I'm happy that I have that bundle. And, uh, you know, I, I was very pleased to like actually read through the summary of the books that
2: will probably never get written. I think Sweet that's good. I think that's, yeah, th- I think that's great because it's it's like you had an itch for many years that you couldn't scratch. And yep. It- you, this finally did it. It finally, and then, and then now you know, and you're set. Um, it's right from the writer, too. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I have closure. I, I have closure. Beautiful, beautiful closure.
0: Right and what is it called again? Uh, War against the Chateur.
2: Hmm. Cool. All right, Matt. We've been geeking on. All right, we got a couple things here. Uh, the first one, I'm going to start with uh, a series of books, actually, to kind of springboard off of what you were talking about there, Isaac. Uh, I I, I subscribe to uh, Kindle Unlimited from the Amazons, and I find it's actually a really good deal. There's a ton of books out there, and sometimes you find some really neat stuff. And the thing I'm reading right now is a series of books by this dude named Dennis E. Taylor, and it's called The Bobaverse. And the first book is called We Are Legion. We Are Bob. And it is... A book. It starts in present time, or maybe a little bit after present time. It's following this guy who's like a developer, like a, in a like a software engineer, essentially. And he signs up for this thing where they, if he dies, they'll freeze his brain in the hopes of being able to, or his body in the hopes of bringing him back in the future when technology is better right? So, Uh of course, he immediately gets into an accident and he dies and then he wakes up again like 150 years in the future, except for he's not in his body. They have turned him into an AI. They scanned all of his memories in his brain and just basically turned him into a computer. And throughout the book, what happens is he essentially becomes a, like, a spaceship. He becomes like an like an interstellar spaceship, Damn. like I believe FTL, and he just starts cloning himself and slowly uh, going out into the galaxy and finding other planets and whatnot. And like Damn. yeah, yeah, for like humanity to kind of expand beyond Earth and whatnot.
0: Pugh. Interesting. Um, I'm you're making me love that. Seems uh, I would say sci-fi is having a resurgence, but I think that I just spent a long time not looking in those directions for mm-hmm. probably too long. Yeah,
2: but and it's cool. It is, it is. really neat, and it's fun because every time he clones himself, he's slightly different, and he always comes up with a new name. The new clone comes up with a new name for himself, and um, and it's just also kind of interesting, like how like this person who becomes an artificial intelligence found ways to keep himself sane because you can imagine if all of a sudden you're a computer you don't have a body you have no sensation first thing that came to my mind like how hard did he go insane like he he didn't he was okay like he found things to kind of occupy himself and then eventually he had enough memory and processing power where he just created himself a uh, a simulation where he had a body and gave himself <laughs> sensation and everything and
0: how did you find out this existed?
2: I just got recommended on Amazon because they're like, hey, you're reading this other trash. Want to try this trash? And, <laughs> and I was like, I really do, yes. And it turns out it's really excellent. I highly I highly recommend. It's like super easy reading, but it's some, some cool ideas too. Like, I don't want to spoil too much about it but you know like he starts running into some other AIs and everything and it kind of talks a little about the you know um the future of humanity and uh yeah it's uh it's really it's really fun and I do I do recommend and it has a fair amount the guy was a geek so it has a fair amount of pop culture references and everything
0: right. one more time what's it called
2: it is uh it is called the series is called The Bob So uh B-O-B-E, <laughs> like universe, but Bob. And the is by Dennis E. Taylor. And the first book is called We Are Legion. Yeah, it's great. Highly recommend. Nice, dude. Yeah. Um, all right, and then the second thing I'm gonna talk about, and I was actually only gonna talk about the Bobaverse, but then y'all brought up uh Harry Potter and Jay is J- Jason, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. loves his uh Harry Potter fanfic. Well, the other day, I got to see the the rework of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. That's the um, the Broadway show for Harry Potter. Wait. So, so ooh, I have so
1: many questions. Um, so, wait. You, you, is that, like, the, the main show on Broadway? Or did you see it, like, uh, reworked uh, and then s- somewhere else? Uh, no, I saw it on, on
2: Broadway. Ooh. So, how was yeah. it reworked? So, before... I'm not sure if you know this, but before it was two nights. You, if you got a ticket, you then <laughs> had to pick two performances, part one and part two, because it was so long. Um, and so <laughs> that was doing fine, right? But then during the pandemic, they're like, okay, this is a bit much. Let's, let's, let's shorten it to one show. huh? How about that? So they did that. They shortened it, and I'm putting shortened in quotes, because this was still a four-hour-long affair. Um, I got in there at 6 p.m. and left at 10. Now, 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 to their credit, it was still entertaining the entire time. And the person I went with, like, well, it's basic. it really does come across as really good fan fiction. (laughs) I I read the uh, script. I'm I'm still morbidly
1: curious to see the play just because, Mm -hmm. like – I could not think of a worse me- medium than theater to have Harry Potter, which, you know, is reliant on special effects. But I imagine it's probably, like, a, a very, like, big production. and a, It's very oh.
2: impressive. Dude, I am telling you. like, uh, Because it was the invited dress, we got to, like, look down and see all of their tech tables and everything. Like, I don't know if you've ever teched a show or whatnot, but for me, mostly, it's been... Uh, anything I 've tacked has been like community theater, regional theater, stuff like that. We have like one light board, one sound board, if we're lucky, and, but this, they had boards all over the place, like 17 <laughs> monitors, wires as far as the eye can see, like 20 people doing tech. It was insane, And the, the special effects were bananas. Like I've seen a fair amount of things on Broadway, like like you know, like Lion King, Wicked, uh, like things that are big budget shows where like balls to the wall, like they're going for it. But I've never seen anything like this. Never.
0: Uh, example of something you saw that
2: flu powder. You know, flu powder, or, or like the, I think it's the the, maybe not flu powder. It's the uh, the phones, right? Where like they can like get on a phone and then they like get sucked into it and come out the other end or something. Hmm. Um, yeah,
1: that, that sounds like flu powder. Pl- I think that's powder flu powder. Wrap.
2: Yeah, they do that, and they're just standing there, and then they get sucked into the phone. They get they're wearing a cloak, and then all of a sudden the cloak gets sucked in, and they're gone.
0: And you can't tell the difference. Like the, 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 the is that good special effects uh, on stage? It look like a movie effect. Yeah.
2: It's crazy,
1: Jesus!
0: And they
2: had um, they said, what are the ring wraiths called in Harry Potter? Oh, the Dementors. The Dementors, thank you. Yeah, they had Dementors, and they were awesome. They were actually scary, and they flew around the whole audience. Like, and and they and then they would like come down and take people, and then they go into the air, and the person would be gone. Oh my God! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! It- was insane and i mean you ended up really liking the characters too the acting was phenomenal like yeah it's i if you get the chance to see it i highly recommend it and i think the choice of reducing it to one night as opposed to two was a really good one
1: um i wonder how much they had to cut out to uh cut it down and get it in one show
2: me too honestly i never saw it when it was two parts but my understanding is quite a bit i believe that like originally it was like at least three hours a night so i believe they cut like two hours um the material. I'm with the dementors could you not tell they were on strings either you couldn't really see the strings
0: and damn and they, they, they so like they they must have like actors in the audience that they could rip out and make disappear
2: uh, well, they they well they, they, they would fly around the audience, right? And, like, scare people and go be all spooky in front of them. But then when they were grabbing the actors who were getting oh. dementored, they, they were on stage. Um, okay. They would just kind of grab them. And then I'm like, my, my guest made pro- – I think they made liberal use of trapdoors, honestly, um, in this. I think that stage is just, just littered with trapdoors. But you couldn't see them. You couldn't tell at any point. And then also there's a lot of use of uh, time turners in this play and they did this phenomenal uh lighting effect when they did it like there's all these pillars and arches and whatnot all over the stage really pretty but every time they use the time turner they use this lighting effect that made it look like the entire stage was like wobbling and warping in and out of reality
0: interesting um it's incredible i'm gonna guess i'm gonna say like would
2: there be any chance this will be on youtube um, you might be able to find some scenes, you know, but it wouldn't – you might as well look, right? But uh, – mm-hmm. so usually you can find some scenes from things. Sometimes you can even find entire shows on YouTube of, of Broadway stuff. Now, that being said, this is Harry Potter, so you might have a slightly harder time.
0: Cool, though. But wow. worth looking. And the story, you you called it fan fiction. Will you say this, it doesn't really live up to what you – like, really think would happen in the next movie? or?
2: Um, I don't... It just, it just... I mean, I wouldn't put it past this. If they made new movies that are actually pushing the story forward, I wouldn't put it past this being something. But I could see a fan fiction person doing it. I don't want to discount it. I don't want to make it sound worse than it is. Because I think the... I really do think the story was quite good. Um, because it's dealing with, like, the kids of, of Harry and uh, Hermione and... Um, and, and Draco, you know it's the
1: uh, the, the Barto of the Harry Potter verse. It's the what? <laughs> the the Barto, the sequel to Naruto.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, the, totally.
0: What we wanted to happen in Star Wars, but oh no, Ryan Johnson had to do his own thing. <laughs> Anyway.
2: anyway but uh but yeah i could see it being in fan fiction but also um i don't want to sell it short i thought i really thought it was uh, after having a couple of days i think about it it's really excellent if you get a chance to see it cool. definitely do so all right been geeking on anything else ah uh, but uh, that's good enough
0: all right um let's see uh i, I just did a podcast last night and i'm going to continue what i've been geeking on because i just saw like the latest episode of it and it is the chucky
2: tv series you guys um Chucky fans, I have seen the first movie, maybe one other in there somewhere, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I
0: like breaking the backboard. Uh, backboard, I think, is what you call it in basketball. Mm-hmm. In basketball, it's a, anyway, it's a backboard. Uh, yeah. Breaking the backboard um, of uh, suggestions of please watch all of the Chucky movies. You will have so much fun. Damn. Um, yeah, like the the thing that makes them great is it's always done by the same guy. I mean Don Mancini. And each time you get further into the Chucky-verse, you're waiting for that thing to happen that, like, kind of feels like it happens in other uh, horror movies where, like, it gets disconnected. It forgets, like, you know, what happened before or whatever. Mm. And then every it, it, this moment kind of keeps happening where you're like, oh, shit, this is still continuation. Oh. And there's, like, these stingers of, like, jaw-dropping returns of, like, original OG characters. Like, um... I will say that the boy from 1988 is still in the series. What? <laughs> like, he still comes back. Um, and uh, then in the latest one, um, there's like this woman. She, she's, uh, she can't walk. And eventually, uh, there's a point in time, uh, Chucky possesses her. And then, like, she starts getting up and acting like Chucky. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. She's really good at that. Like, she's got, like,. The, the, the she even kind of seems to she moving her facial structure in a way to make her look like and then I found out that's his real life daughter oh yeah like the original actor um who I think was like Cipher in The Matrix oh. um the voice of Chucky his real life daughter is in the series and then she plays um possessed Chucky and like like when I was watching it, I was like wow she's way too good at this. And then, like, because, like, yeah. She got to observe her own father. And she appears, now she's back. Uh, she showed up in the TV series. And there's, like, this um, section where we keep doing flashbacks to um, Charles Lee Ray, who becomes Chucky. Like, as a little kid and a teenager and a grown man and, like, growing into Chucky. And, like, there's, like, you know, like, maybe in his, like, 20s or 30s Chucky. Or Charles. And... I find out after the credit sequence that that person was played by his daughter who put on, like, drag and, like, a prosthetic chin and just, like, whoa! So, um, I can't recommend the Chucky saga enough. Like, you're going to have so much fun and see a lot of great things. If you get through all the movies, they're all fun. They all kind of change tone, but they all keep coming back to quality. Like, it's almost like a fun time capsule as you experience different eras of movies like you know the first one first two you know you you feel the 80s then you feel the 90s you feel the early 2000s then you feel the 2017 and like yeah it's a travel you get to travel through time with chucky and it's so much fun I can't recommend highly enough that's amazing
1: so yeah um is the uh new series on sci-fi is that kind of like a reboot or is it its own nope it's a, it's a continuation
0: <laughs> from the last movie wow so do you- yeah there's cult of chucky that dropped in 2017 yeah and like every t- every time this happens like there's there's one reboot that is outside of all this called child's play and they did some kind of stupid ai chucky and i think i actually liked it but like it's not real chucky mm-hmm. but every time you watch a new movie like now it's a spoiler well, not a spoiler, but, Every time you watch a new Chucky, you're like, all right, does it remember the last movie? Yeah. And, like, it always does. Then the TV series comes, and you're like, yeah, of course they're going to reboot. Nope. Like, all of a sudden, like, you turn the corner, and there's that character again. And it's, like, picking up weeks after the movie, 2017 movie ended.
2: Phenomenal. I, I. It just drives me nuts when uh, movies, TV shows, whatever, have no memory Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I when they do that, I'm like, is that deliberate or is is did they just they didn't just forget? It was impossible. It must be easier or cheaper or something. Just pretend like that old stuff never happened.
0: It it's, it, it seems what I see is like new artists want to be all like, this is mine now, oh boy, and therefore they don't want to play with the toys of the last person. Mm. Like um, how the aliens franchise kind of evolved, where uh Alien happened then James Cameron comes in and turns it into an action movie and to me Alien's fans have always just wanted more of that again please but each time someone comes in they're like no no not not freaking awesome space marines we're doing bounty hunters we're doing a prison planet we're and it's just like
1: or yeah. or just I think like term you know Terminator uh, reboot continuity syndrome where it's like um, you know you keep on you know people still want a good Terminator movie so then this Terminator reboot uh, fall is a true sequel to Terminator 2 but then the next Terminator <laughs> reboot comes and this is one is the real reboot that uh, ignores the previous reboot
2: that came before it and that's the direct sequel to Terminator 2 because yeah <laughs> oh, yeah well Halloween did that yeah. Halloween did that with the with the 2018 2018- Halloween. They said, all right, all, right, "All right, everybody, forget about everything that happened after Halloween 2 And this and, the, and this is now the sequel to that.
0: There's even a Halloween entry that like has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yeah, like, uh, season yeah. of the witch.
2: Season of the witch is yeah. actually kind of kind of classic. Um,
0: oh yeah, it, I, I plan to do the full tour eventually. I think that the season of which actually probably scared Keith. Uh, kid Keith a little too hard. Mm. Uh, I remember, like, did Kid die with like a like a pumpkin mask? Oh yeah! I'm like,
1: man, he that, sure does.
0: Fuck me up bad. Yeah, he dies big time. Big
2: time. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I think I'm ready to go back. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd one. Um, it's definitely an odd one and certainly an outlier. But yeah, I I definitely recommend season of the witch. Cool. Yeah, please, for love of God, everyone.
0: Get in on the Chucky oh, but wagon, but you're saying
2: that we you mm-hmm. should we should watch all the Chucky movies then the TV series or can we just jump right into yep. the TV? Or watch the movies first. Okay, got it. You definitely want to see the movies first got it's
0: it's it's all it's a, unexpectedly a continuing story and then previous villains and heroes return in really rad ways. Oh, I love that! I love you that! You can't stuff. believe you're seeing that many years later. This person comes back and you get this huge freaking smile. I'm going to spoil it because it was spoiled for me. In, like, one of the stingers, like... um, So, first... uh, The first movie is, like, uh, a boy named Andy. And then the second movie, he's an orphan. And he gets teamed up with, like, the big sister character. And then the big sister character kind of disappears for the rest of the series. Until, I think, the last movie. And she shows up in a stinger. And you just kind of, like... You can't help but be glowing. Because, like, oh my god. How many... How many years has it been since we've seen you? And she's like, still here. Fuck you, Chucky. I'm like, oh, my God. Hell, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Child's Play. Good God. Unexpectedly, one of the best horror franchises
2: that no one thought would ever still be around. Damn, dude. Sold. All right. Well, uh, yeah. what else? What else are you geeking on? All
0: right. Uh, one other thing. Um, have I talked to you guys about um, Ninja Jiraiya yet? Uh, no. N- nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Um. So, let's see. In the 80s, we all know what Power Rangers is. And Power Rangers in Japan is called Super Sentai. Super Sentai has a sister series called Kamen Rider. Then they have their odd cousin out, the Metal Hero series, where you usually have, like, a single hero, and, like, they can have almost any background you want. They suit up into some kind of, usually, metal armor, and they fight weakly bad guys. And in this version, we get ourselves, like... A family of ninjas. There's uh, the main hero Jiraiya. and he's got like a little sister, and she can transform into her ninja costume. Then they got a little little brother, and uh, he just wears a karate gi. But they all fight together. They have like a their father who's the master ninja, and it's just kind of like a lot of fun where every episode is a new enemy themed ninja, and. They go wild with whatever themes they want to. Like, they first fight a Chinese ninja kung fu master. And it's so fucking cool. Um, The 80s aesthetic is just... Just freaking... I can't recommend it highly enough. It's hard to describe. Because like, when I show you pictures of it, it will look like it's bad cheesy. But it hits this, like, level of, like... Um... The show you wish you saw in the 80s as a kid. You know what's funny? Where you, Keith,
2: I'm yeah. sorry to, to, to jump in here. Please. Uh, but I have totally seen this before. Not the series, oh, but I know the characters. These How? are tacky stretchoid warriors. Oh, my God. they are, I saw.
0: That was the saddest thing I've ever
2: seen. Mm-hmm. They, they took the um, images of these things mm-hmm. and they turned them into a terrible toy. Um, of yes. which I actually had a Jim and I. My brother Jim and I had a bunch of these.
0: Yeah, um, the, the like I I saw like the video because I was trying to find like you know like a retrospective, but the, the best I found was yeah. Did you know they turned into shitty toys? <laughs> like oh oh god no yeah. Like um, there's the the Baron Ninja Owl ca- Castle Owl Man or something like that. Uh, he's one of the t- t- tacky heroes, but in here um yeah and they go into the death so like uh a bad guy ninja will show up in town and be like i need to kill this one person and they they freaking cut that guy down he'll explode into light but like eventually like sometimes they do take off their mask and it's a human underneath so Oof. it's kind of cool that they're willing to go fight to the death in show. Yeah, I mean I I um, mean, like
2: Japan's always been more willing to do that than uh, than the states. I mean just look at the, the difference between um, Voltron in Japan and the States with with, with uh, Sven, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, with
0: everything like um, apparently I, I did like I watched Go Lion mm-hmm. and like well the bad guys are they're always eating and I watched Go Lion and found out they're always eating people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah! The, those that meat that they're eating is alien p- sentient beings chopped up, and that red wine they're drinking is blood. What? They've always been eating people and
2: drinking blood in Voltron. It's people. And, <laughs> yeah, Voltron's holy fucking eating hell. people. That's bananas. Yes,
1: Japan goes hard what, well, <laughs> in children's show. Random question though, Keith. Uh, I know this is kind of mm-hmm. old, but uh, what did you think of the uh, DreamWorks uh, Netflix uh, Voltron reboot? Um. Oh. oh,
0: loved it at first, and then I, I I I sensed something felt very off, and I I got away from it before it ended, and then like uh, a friend came along, uh, a guy named Nick Bain. Uh, he 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 just like put his face in his hand. He's like, Oh my God, you're so lucky. You didn't see how this ended And like it, it. Um, and then I watched retrospectives that just said like, they started getting like studio notes, like, please do this. And like, we don't have enough time to do that. And they had to swap around people to different roles. They shouldn't be in. And, and just a, a sad car crash by the end. So mm. yeah, that,
1: good that sounds about right. I think the first three seasons were pretty solid, but then it was kind of like. A, and I've seen like some retrospective talked about the pretty interesting behind the production scenes, and like you know sometimes where you could like there were fourth wall breaks that were poking fun about like uh, I think there's one scene where like the comic relief Corrin guy keeps on uh, you know when he's like doing a fake play he says you know we have to keep on putting in Shiro because they love you so much which was like a reflection Oof. of um like the studio notes or <laughs> where they just wanted to keep on having the main uh, mentor character in uh but that was kind of sad because it started. You know, I was a love Voltron when I was a younger kid, and uh, so it was fun to see like an updated one with like, ooh, the best uh, animators and writers from uh, Legend of Korra are bringing this to life. Ooh, it's got a strong start. But I, I, yeah, I, I knew we were not. I knew once they got rid of Lotor, who was like their strongest villain. Oh. I was like, oh, this is this is not a good. This is not going to go anywhere great.
2: And they, they, they were so close with that to just like, you know, just have him do a nice heel turn and, 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 and or, or I guess it'd be a baby face turn because he was a heel, whatever, you know, and just let, let mm. him be a good guy, you know, Ugh. but then that the, the classic like, no, no, he's going to be able forever. That's that, you know, he was great. I really liked Lotor. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. The, he 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 was he was he was fantastic. I, I loved him as a heel. I loved him as a face. I loved his uh, duplicity. I, I thought he Lothor did nothing wrong for the most part, and they should have uh, just worked with him. And then I, I was like furious when they spent like a whole season trying to recapture Earth, and I'm like, uh, these are the most badass Voltron mega hyper fighters that we've seen take out starships. Why are they like having so much difficulty fighting this like throwaway guy who they beat in the first season?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's um, no. it started so strong, and I, I did finish it, and I just you know I thought it was okay, mm-hmm. but it started amazing and finished okay. Mm-hmm. It was sad. The start was f-
0: legit amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: I did love that show. A- anything um, but anything else on your geek out list?
0: I'm going to say no. Uh, let's uh, close this up and get oh, into review wait, of wait, I, The Eternals. Before we get
1: in. Because I'm always <laughs> thinking of the last thing I saw but I didn't mention. I'll, I'll keep this brief so we can get into Eternals. But uh, on the Giant Robot, I finally saw the final Evangelion film. Uh, I had my buddy over. Oh,
2: don't spoil. Yeah. Duh, yeah. I'm working my way I through I haven't seen it either. But it, you can just say, is it good? Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy.
1: There were – I will say out of the Rebuild films, I enjoyed it the most um, because it did the most interesting things. It did like mature things that felt like very natural progressions. I won't give anything away, but I will say there was like a big focus on Gendo, which felt very appropriate that like the final conflict should be between Shinji and Gendo, and I, I love that stuff. Uh, there's also uh, – Fuck ton of batshit crazy metaphysical insanity and insane world building, which I wish was explained better. And the, the stupid uh, girl, Mary Mari Illustrious, uh, the film had still not justified her existence out of selling merchandise. Oh, <laughs> which I, I freaking hate that character. <laughs> Really hate that character
0: so much. Can I expected a payoff of explaining why she came about. It doesn't? No. <laughs> Ugh. No,
1: not, there's like maybe one thing that you could like maybe imply, but and uh, I, I was like maybe, maybe there's a maybe I just didn't see it. I need to look through the Wikipedia. I, I'm gonna spend all <laughs> night looking through a Wikipedia to justify why she was there. Like just one line. Say she's like the daughter of like you know uh, Gendo's second in ca- command. I forget his name. You know, is uh Duke, oh the his, white you hair know, his, guy, right? Yeah, yeah, like if he, she was his okay. daughter, just, just justify it like that. Just just throw something in there. Tell me she's not there for just merchandising, and there was nothing for that. And, oh, and uh, no. I will say there was one thing at the end with her that uh, really pissed me off, and you'll know it when you see it. Uh, but Interesting. Largely, I'd say I was, I was positive towards it. Um, I was not a huge fan of the reboot films. Uh, I don't think they – added and changed much but this is the first one where it felt like the entire weird 10 plus year saga of it was almost worth was almost kind of worth it and left me leaving in with a better impression than you know i came in with okay good so, so all right yeah yeah i
0: gotta keep going through those mm-hmm. but first i also need to finish the last episode of uh squid game which like every episode is just so crushingly depressing that like I'm just like ugh yeah
2: it's, it's hard to want to go back to watch. So more. interesting. I normally don't go for the crushingly depressing stuff like depressing stuff like that, but I could not stop watching.
3: It's uh, tough it, one, man.
1: It's, it, uh, it's funny. I'm
2: working on a video right now, scripting. I mean, it's not the
1: most in-depth video uh, about Squid Games, but I'm, I'm talking about how like uh, the, what I thought made it like so compelling is the uh, storytelling of how the games are structured.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there there definitely is something about it that makes it particularly compelling and uh, difficult to put down.
1: Yeah, because, like, well, each game, you one, you want to know what the next game is, and each mm. game is, like, perfectly structured that it changes the rules or it adds new things to make you want to see, like, what the next twist is, what's the next mechanic that they're going to introduce, because the first, you know, the first two are, like, just individual sports. The second one, it's a competitive thing where it's a team and it's not wholly dependent on an individual. Don't tell us uh, th- I won't tell you the last one.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, I'll say that the second to last episode, which I've stopped on, uh... That that game was so excruciating to me that I actually fast forwarded through. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing this. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. No! Which, yeah. which which no. game? Oh no, I I watched it by fast forward. I didn't want I didn't watch every single death happen as it happened. Th- so the hopscotch
1: keep... game, the Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah that. Woof. <laughs> that hurt. Like watching it happen slowly it was like <laughs> Too painful. That's another brilliant one. I won't reveal the last game, but... Uh, well, the last, okay. last game's honestly kind of disappointing compared to the other ones, but the hopscotch I game I love because um, the other ones give you an illusion of skill. There is no skill in the hopscotch game. It is just like the odds are against you and it is just facing your death and that idea is like terrifying of it being like a coin flip.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then when when somebody... Cause you watched all the hopscotch one, Keith. Right? That's done for you. You did. Yes. it. Yeah. Even when somebody actually figured it out and had a way to use his literal skill, they're like, "Nah, man, you can't do that." This is
0: which to me was the the game that like I the, like they said like this should be like the ultimate um, fairness. Right. Like everybody should be and like them doing that to him to me took away the fairness part. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that was, that was that was that was that was harsh, man. That was, yeah. but anyway, anyway, indeed. All right, we ready to do Eternals? I think so. Yep. Right on. All right, uh, we'll see you guys on the other side when we interview <laughs> when we review the Eternals. See you on the other side then.
3: Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe, but the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger the sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin how long do we have seven days Eternals. We came here seven thousand years ago to protect humans from the deviants.
2: Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos or
3: any war or all the other terrible things throughout history? We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved. By who? To find the others.
2: I haven't seen some of them for centuries.
0: Hi. Hello.
2: This is what the end of the world looks like. At least we have front row seats.
0: You know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm.
3: We have loved these people since the day we arrived. When you love something, you protect it. you've built the perfect safe house. What's this even made of? Vibranium?
1: Fall Collection. Ikea.
0: And we're back! Okay, so... um, Did we all see... We all saw Eternals? Um, And uh, we're gonna, like, just, just start duking it out in spoilers right away. So... Isaac, what did you think of Eternals?
1: Uh, I thought it was okay. I'm definitely more towards the negative. Like, I didn't completely hate it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I guess, well, here's my sort of issue, is that, like, um, all right, so, of course, there's a big thing about, like, you know, the, the diversity of the Maternals um, – Mar- marvel's pushing for more diversity it makes sense peel to a greater audience uh, criticism of having a bunch of uh, white guys named chris being your superhero universe uh it makes sense and if you know nobody really gives a shit about the eternal so if, th- if there's something you're gonna do with it this is the one to do it but mm-hmm. i guess like um the issue i had was like um so the the eternals are robot space aliens right yep mm, that seems to be the case that they are automatons. robots – so if they are robot space alien automatons, why do they come to Earth looking like the Burger King Kids Club in the 90s or can, the, ma- the Magic School bus? I can answer
0: that one um, because they would be spread across the planet and um, he just wanted to make a template for each one to be able to blend throughout time.
1: Okay, so I guess that that's my one thing. I, I just would have liked to have, like, a, my solution. I mean, uh, that that's a good in-universe, and, you know, you can sort of... I just would have liked a five minutes of, like, um, maybe um, they show their robot forms, and then it's, like, analyzing data of Earth. These are the mm-hmm. people of Earth. And then you see them, like, take on the shapes of, like, the different races of the people. Or maybe you have an opening... Like, my writerly solution would be to, like, have an opening action sequence where, like... The Eternals go destroy the deviants uh, in prehistoric Earth, and then they, like, you know, split up and go, and each one goes to, like, a different region, and then they take on the appearance of, like, the people from those regions. Right. Sounds even better.
2: It really does. And because if if the whole point was for them to blend in immediately in different regions, well, they were all hanging out in the same place. (laughs)
0: Um,
2: So so I I will say that there's some.
0: There are some bones that do work, like when you go back to wherever the uh, factory that they are made at, they don't have their complete racial human form yet, so they they could maybe look different on other planets. And I think, I think also, I, I always think like um, there's 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 questions people have about uh, Eternals, and I I do see enough in the story where. You're not totally doing fan fiction, but you can come up with answers because, like, uh, having them show up in these human forms also allows them to have some kind of you know like little bits of control over humanity, as like they see different forms of humans and uh, they can become potential gods and leaders throughout wherever they show up. So right. wherever their team needs to be, they have a mixture of somebody who looks like what that the, those humans could be like, oh, okay, at least one of them looks like us. And oh, fair
2: enough. There you go. Yeah, and, and I mean and yeah, as far as like the because I, I haven't read anything about people having issues with the diversity or whatever, but I sort of when I saw it, I assumed that some people would or there would be articles about there being problems even if people don't have problems. However, I thought it was great. You know, whatever. Fantastic. Get everybody in there.
0: Oh, and uh, the thing about that—I love the diversity this time around. Like, um, so the marketing material to me did make it look like they're trying to do SJW baiting, where um, that they make too much focus on the diversity, and they didn't at all. Um, they did like what I wanted to, do, what what I want them to do is, which is, yeah, do diversity. Don't make that something that you should be getting a pat on the back for whatsoever just make them also characters just do it
2: do it like it's a normal thing which it should be
0: yep and they did it like all the characters were just characters none of them were elevated because of race gender or whatever like they're all characters and there you go please flaws etc
2: yeah there Mm -hmm. you go i think that's well said
1: uh, yeah, I definitely uh, wouldn't uh, disagree with that. I, I guess I just wanted just like one little thing that like is like another thing that bugged me is that like they come in talking like contemporary MCU characters in the past.
2: Yeah, they they, they right sound the like
1: modern. I'm sorry,
0: they didn't start like that. Like when they showed up, they were very robotic. Uh, and
2: were they?
1: And I just well, remember t- 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 when when they were, like, chatting in Babylon, they were, like, whipping, and they felt like they no different than they did in, like, 2000 AD. It was not like, you know, where are the deviants here? Um. <laughs> uh, or, you know, the, the, there wasn't an arc. They felt like, you know, these are their fully mm. formed uh, personalities, and... You know, I think if you're going to do the ancient aliens, uh, Chariots of Fire, like, you know, just a little bit more to sell that. that These are like alien beings versus like, you know, contemporary MCU characters who are just chilling in ancient Babylon or with the Conquistadors.
0: I get you. All right. Um, Then uh, we'll go around each one of us, like how we thought about it. And then we can start riffing
2: on our notes. Matt, what would you think of it? It was all right. It was mm-hmm. all right. Like I, I came in not knowing exactly what to expect, and full disclosure, I missed like the first five minutes because mm-hmm. um, I was a few minutes late, and uh, I ended up seeing it at a smaller movie theater. And I thought, as normal, there'd be twenty minutes of previews, and there weren't. There were zero previews. It just started. Oh, wow. Yeah, really freaking <laughs> weird. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it just sort of. Uh, I've been trying to kind of wrap my head around generally what I thought, and the, my big issue with it really is kind of simplistic, I suppose. I just I, I just had a hard time keeping my interest. Okay. Um, it just didn't it didn't pull me in, and not that I, I thought some of the action sequences were wonderful, and I liked a lot of the characters, and we can talk about that when the the um, we get into the the notes and everything, and I could see a future for it, and I mean I liked. A lot of the big set pieces, like, what is it, the Celestial, the really big guys? Is that what they're called?
1: Oh, uh, Anshim. Isn't that his name? Or Rashim? Or yeah. Or
2: Like, so... Oh, uh,
0: I thought it was like we're, we're, No, no, you're, yeah, you're right. Airmish. It's
1: Armesh. It's Armesh. Yeah,
2: okay. so cool. Like, these things are just like, they, they did a really excellent job of just making it seem, it was just terrifying how huge these things were. Mm-hmm. You know, like these these planet sized things, and honestly, a lot of the time, I, I felt like I felt like there were some issues where we were having some weird scaling problems. Um, um, you remember, like the G one transformers, like they would be constantly changing <laughs> yeah. size. Like one second, Bumblebee would be like the size of a building, and then him and Spike would be the same size. Just- <laughs> yep. Just dependent upon whatever's convenient at the moment, and I thought there were definitely moments where, like, okay, if this thing is so big, then when it comes out of the Earth, the Earth will explode. Then its hand—you need to easily yes. see that hand from space.
0: I, I uh, fully agree that um, what I do—I am I, going to gear shift and say,
2: "Cartoon, it's a cartoon. This is a GI Joe episode." Yeah, all right, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I didn't—I didn't think it was bad um it wasn't one of my favorites but i didn't think it was like one of the worst things i've ever seen so i I know it's a little you know i'm not like taking a hard line here or anything but maybe when we get into the nitty-gritty of it i'll kind of go more one way or the other
0: all right um i liked it quite a bit um i'm not fully in love with it uh i'm completely away from negative like the online discourse has turned into just people screaming, "Oh my God, sky's on fire!" This is the worst thing i ever had in Marvel. I'm like, "Well, Jesus, guys, good golly, no, no it's not. It's
2: not, it's not <laughs> no, <laughs> so that's Dark like, World. I
0: think we can all agree. Yeah. But the reviews are just <laughs> having I, a ball with. I like, will defend Dark say, World. Uh, oh wow, that would be interesting. <laughs> I, I was not a fan of Dark World whatsoever. Okay, actually, um, really quick,
2: really quick, quick, quick poll, yeah. if you don't mind. Um, what's what? What do we all think is the worst MCU movie? <laughs> I, Iron Man Two.
0: Uh, yeah, I would say okay. You're right, Iron Man. I was gonna say Dark World, but no, Iron Man Two was the worst. That that was the worst it got. As, Actually, which one picture. is
2: which? Which which one's Iron Man Two? Remind me.
0: It's um, the one with Whiplash. The oh, then with I'm gonna Flash say Iron Game Man. Mark.
2: Got it. I'm gonna say Iron Man Three then.
0: Oh no! Yeah,
1: I liked Iron Man Three. Man. Uh.
0: My, my heart, my heart, my heart. It hurt my heart. I, 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 can
1: um, under, I can understand, but I don't think that's the worst Marvel movie. I I, I could argue, like, the, the pluses of Iron Man 3. But, you know, everyone, of course, has their least favorite.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, Eternals, to me, reminds me of, like, uh, in the 90s, going to the comic store, and, like, you know, you got yourself an extra, like, $8, and you find yourself a self-contained, like, one-shot comic with, like, these characters you've never seen on it and a name you've never heard of. And, like, you're in for just this. And uh, show me a weird, wild story. And, you know, then it's like, you know, ground roll double. Clap. All right. That was all right. I had a good time. Like, with this, like, I, I know, like, a lot of people, uh, a lot of the, the crit- critiques i seen were, like, not fleshed out enough. Everybody wants this to be a, a miniseries where you get... The full arc of, like, that one guy who's the inventor and he sees it result in the A-bomb. And each person gets their full, like, almost movie story of, like, how they end up how they are. So you have a bigger payoff of, of, like, their ending. And for me, I was like, I'm good, you know? Like, sometimes, like, uh, you get these shorter, tighter formed... I've never knew these characters before, but I get the mechanics of what's going on. And... I enjoyed the story that we got, and um, also, like, I just feel like this is, like, the first seed planted in a new corner of the MCU that was kind of fun to finally, like, from a completely fresh point of view, like, this is the start of other weirdness that happens in the MCU, and I didn't see as many broken parts as, like, say, Black Widow, which was a fun house of, of silliness that, like, it, its bones was just continually breaking every time you look at this or that. But for this, I had a good time. I had um, fun, weird, sci-fi, immortal fantasy. And, yeah, I dug it. All right. That's what uh, I
1: thought. Well, there a uh, <laughs> g- g- good summary. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I definitely agree with Matt. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's the worst thing. I think it's an over-exaggeration to say it's the worst thing. It's watchable. It does a decent job of introducing the characters. It has some interesting conflicts like the, um, you know, I don't know how appropriate it was to have, like, a uh, guy, um, you know, <laughs> cry over Hiroshima and the horror is unleashed in your fun Marvel mm. movie. But, you know, I yeah. respect the yep. am- <laughs> the ambition of it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, man. There was actually a moment I, where I, that happened, and I was actually for a second, I was like, "Is this okay?" Uh, like, it's, it seemed a I little think, crass.
0: I think the Western culture definitely doesn't face enough the reality of what happened there. Oh, like, that's fair. Yeah, we see it as like, like, it, it, it's, I think it's taught to us as like you know, at first, as victory. Well, um, we yeah. won a war, World War. But like, yeah, like the more, over time, the more I think about that, is more like, oh my god, it's
2: just so, one of the worst things in the history of, of humanity. Of humanity, that, mm-hmm. horrible. Just, just. I mean, like, there's really no words. There's really no. But
1: well, a counter argument for that is the like, you know, by the same token, we also didn't have Captain America free- freeing, uh, you know, con- Jews from concentration camps.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's true that didn't happen Mm -hmm.
1: because like um so they had
0: they 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 had they were were with all mind of like not to fight actual nazis they switched it up to make sure that they're doing red skulls because like hey look we're just doing fantasy fun world
1: because like the interesting thing about the mcu is that like originally back in the first iron man it was our world but then, you know, uh, a little bit, it was like maybe more advanced tech existed, and as, you know, the MCU got fleshed out, uh, it became more magical, and over time, it became, it, it's not our world anymore, and after the snap, it, it is, you know, so far, it's in the future, the Marvel Universe is five years in the future, uh, it is completely separated from anything remotely uh you know congruent with our timeline, it is its own unique entity, and uh through the faces it's interesting to see as um divorces, so I guess it's it's interesting it was a very bold choice to go to Hiroshima, like a real world event from this universe that has become very divorced from like real world like you know the coronavirus did not happen in the Marvel universe mm-hmm.
2: right yeah that's yeah that's a really that's a really good point um and it kind of makes me think of something else is that You know when it started, it was you know it was kind of it seemed more grounded in our world, and it's gotten more and more fantastical as we go. And it's sort of like, in some ways, I feel like they're sort of having the same problem as like Dragon Ball Z with power scaling.
0: Is they have to
2: keep getting going bigger and bigger and bigger all the time, so the the stakes they keep having to rise, right? Otherwise, why are we watching? And so you you feel, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: But do you feel? Do you agree? Like in recent times, they've veered away from that, and they are scaling down to more personal stories, more sectioned off stories. But I guess you know they did do another Planet Buster. This story.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They went from okay. How do we? How do we go bigger than half of the entire universe getting snapped away? You know, and how do they do that? Well, I mean, sorry, spoilers. This entire podcast is spoilers. But you know, with with Loki, they're like, oh yeah, you know that thing that made half the universe oh, yeah. go away. <laughs> That's nothing. These are trinkets.
0: Yeah, office workers are keeping like them in
2: their desks. This just means nothing. This all-powerful thing is nothing.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, I definitely didn't like that. Like where, like each time I'm seeing like a new portion. Of, like, some of the MCU, like, trying to belittle the other portions. Right. Where, like, hey, you don't have to do that, because it's all a pretty wild story. And, right. like, yeah, Loki is trying to say, that didn't matter, we matter. And now, I did think Eternals made me feel that a little bit, where it's just like, well... Thanos doesn't matter. The real game is the Eternals doing things. Like, uh, guys, don't well, don't compete with who's most important.
2: Right. But also, like, what was going on? And maybe y'all have an answer for this, um, but think about what was happening here. A, 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 gig- a planet-sized creature was emerging from the center of the Earth, and not a single Avenger shows up.
1: <laughs> that's what i want to know in in like far from home are we going to see on the news uh in Peter when he's in class assuming he gets to go back to class uh about like you know uh, people going to visit the giant uh hand that's now embedded within the middle of earth
0: right i i will say that during that event um the scale of it looks gigantic uh while you're there but like Across the planet, um, even on a supersonic jet, you'd still have at least an hour to get there. Therefore, it could happen, and no Avenger got there in time. Okay, fair enough. And they I mean, did, they did they did close it up pretty quickly, right? Once so they started going down.
2: There are certainly some Avengers who are fast enough to do it, right? But one of oh, one of them is probably Thor, but Thor's off busy, right, with the Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy in theory at this time. Um, is there, is there anybody else in the Avengers who's even close to fast enough?
0: um i guess we could definitely we could definitely uh say that dr strange portal could have showed
2: up dr strange it would be the one but i mean i feel like i hope they explain it i hope they explain why none of them showed up because otherwise it just seems like eh, you know we didn't have the money or you know they didn't fit into the narrative which is probably really what was going on they can't suddenly have you know (laughs) dr strange teleporting in or, or thor coming in and knocking fingers around
1: it, it true, is. True. It is always like I, I think the magic in Marvel right now is like when you have like the lead characters come in, like you, you know that that was fun in Thor Ragnarok where he just hangs out with Doctor Strange for like 15 minutes. Yeah, um, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think that'll ever get whole, old. But obviously, you can't do that trick so many times uh, because there are contracts to negotiate, and A-listers A- A- want their money and they're not super cheap or whatnot. Um, as much as as fun as it was would be to have like Thor. Uh, or I'm trying to think, or Hulk uh, c- come in and say, well, what's with this giant guy who came out of the middle of the planet?
2: Yeah, totally.
1: I would
0: say, also, like, um, uh, so, they, they lost a lot of their heavy hitters so that they wouldn't have the surveillance access to the surveillance that would let them know where these earthquakes are coming from when it does start going down. Like, Doctor Strange could probably find, you know, oh my god, there's an earthquake and, you know, do his research, but uh, he, I, I'm. I'm not sure if he has like a satellite network like Tony once had. Right. So we we we, we can do a little this and that, and it was closed up fast enough so that by the time it was over, eventually you know once the movie's done, maybe the Avengers were there and probably on site and Shield is doing their thing. So it's it's explainable.
2: It's explainable. It's explainable. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, I'll I'll, I'll I'll concede that.
0: Um, a critique I will say is, I I do kind of have is um they got to stop doing uh, CGI monster spam. Oh, God, yeah. Uh,
1: the, the, Once uh, again, we've
0: done a uh, Cloverfield-type design monster. The,
1: the Deviants were just terrible designs. and they, they were just like, they were not great. It was kind of fun to see them get smacked around. But, the, yeah, they were just like, I'm a technical monster, monster spam, and I'm just going to fill it up the screen. And blah, 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 blah.
2: Yeah, it's like they, they uh-huh. looked look like the art from a Magic the Gathering card. <laughs> uh, man, I, I, I'm not sure if I give him that much
0: credit. Oof. Like,
2: none of colors and no. whatnot.
0: About, yeah, no.
2: There's a specific. I wish I could remember what they're called right now, but um, oh. there's a specific monster in Magic: The Gathering that look just like these things. Oh, Eldrazi. They look like an Eldrazi. Cool. Yeah. Nerd. Hey, okay. you're a nerd. You are. <laughs> Uh, cool. I'm gonna yeah. I can. I'll send you some pictures of some of these. I things. see it. But I mean, do they not?
0: They do. They straight up do. Yeah. Like, so what I think, um, what I think hap- is ha- starting to happen there is that um, all franchises are getting sick of um, making awesome bad guys and then them being so awesome that they can't put them away ever again. Uh, like you know, they make uh, Loki awesome now. Loki has to have his own TV series and. Like the only character they think that happened that was cool in the Star Wars sequels was Kylo Ren. And you're like, oh, we want more Kylo Ren. Like every time they make too cool of a bad guy, you can't just put that guy down. So maybe they want to make it so that they're more disposable.
2: Interesting. That's it, it's an interesting theory. I feel like that's a great problem to have, though. Like, oh, my God, we have this character and everybody wants to see them again. <laughs> they want to spend all this money and all their time on this character. Yeah, um, but I guess maybe they are more interested in the heroes, right? That they these are the things they really want mm-hmm. to push, not necessarily the, the villains. And a lot of the time, that can be narratively an issue when a villain becomes so popular, they have to start doing um, turns like with Loki, where he started kind of, kind of starts becoming a good guy.
0: Um. Let's see. A, a, a critique I've heard about this is too many people in the cast but i I think i have a a different um take on that which is that in this cast where you you, what you you, what you're feeling is that this is the that they are avengers but what i'm seeing is like they're using one team of people to fill all the slots of what would be normally in a cast of different roles so like instead of like this being like uh, a full cast of avengers instead this is a full cast of one team but they're broken up into support villains um minor villains and they can be kind of like mixed around based on like their life experiences so it's not too many characters we have as many characters as we usually get but this time we're using the cast as all the roles that are usually mixed up in other stories that makes sense
1: a little bit convoluted, but uh, I. I don't I want to add. <laughs> I, I don't was follow. Add.
2: Okay, so like no uh, no I, I kind of no normally- no I think Isaac go ahead yeah I think I add your thing.
1: <laughs> I, I was just gonna say I, I think Crow, who is like the name of like the, the lead deviant, is yeah. now on the running for like the worst Marvel villain. Yes, <laughs> worst yes. MCU villain.
0: Yeah, was a waste. I keep forgetting. Because I, I was wondering where he was going to go, and nowhere. He was a boss fight, so Angelina Jolie could have a boss fight.
2: Ugh. Ugh. That, that was so anticlimactic. <laughs> yep. Bad.
0: <laughs> I, I, was, I was waiting for him to become like, yeah, I, I thought what was going to happen is he's going to take down Angelina Jolie and go Super Saiyan, and... Be like, I'll see you guys
2: next movie. <laughs> well, yeah. and or or I thought when he came in and hit Rob Stark, I thought that he was going to suddenly be fighting him and they'd kind of team up a little bit or something like that. Um, but the way they went was like the the most boring way they could have gone, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to try to... to hear- dis- oh, sorry, Isaac. Oh, sorry. Uh,
1: so I'm <laughs> glad you were in agreement, but
2: uh, what were you going to say, Matt? Oh, I was going to say, uh, uh, Keith, you want to take another go with this? Explaining what you're trying to say before.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, really quickly, like it's like uh so normally you'd have like four heroes and then like the villain and that villain's henchman are elsewhere and they um they come into the same situation uh place and then they interact and fight. This time we have one team and within that team we have a planted villain and a planted henchman. Uh, so uh, yeah. instead of it being like too many characters, what we're seeing is the same amount of characters we usually get, but it's all in the same team. I see. And we're using those people for the roles of, like, what usually appears in a story. Right. Makes sense?
1: Yeah. I, 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 I could sort of agree with that, but... Oh, there we go. Here's another little bit of a criticism I have. I, I was <laughs> not a huge fan of the Icarus heel turn. Because, uh, like, I, I feel like if you're introducing a team, you want people to like them. You want to, like, really sell the team. So I think having them having someone betray them, kind of like... That's what you do in the second movie. That's when you, like, want to pull on the heartstrings. But I think, uh, like, in a first movie, you want them to be unified. And honestly... Icarus was not great as a hero, and he was even worse as a villain. Mm-hmm. He just did not feel, like, super threatening. There was never, like, a moment... Because, like, he, in the beginning, he kind of struggled when they fight the uh, first uh, Deviant. So you didn't really sell, that, like, this guy is the apex of the food chain. Oh, fuck, they're going to have to fight Icarus. Uh, sure, he's the power set of Superman, but he doesn't feel as threatening as evil Superman is, is supposed to be. And right. um, I...
2: Oh, I, I was got. I was going to agree with that, and then also they, they did that thing where when he did the heel turn, he suddenly became more powerful because they were like, "Uh-oh, we can't fight Icarus. Icarus is too strong." And I'm like, were, were you, "With all the, were, were you all watching this movie with us? I mean, like, no, it's not. <laughs> He's not that He's strong. Not
0: that strong."
2: Um, yeah, I. That sounds like the that, exact same
0: that, thing. That, <laughs> that line in uh, uh, the Firefly movie, that guy beat Mal, and then like Jane's like, well, that's not that hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, but okay, so um, I was suckered. Um, the, the people I saw with my buddies Jim and Jason, they're like, no, 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 we knew that guy was gonna be the bad guy when we first saw him, and I was like, oh, because like I actually did think that like, he was going to be like in the running for the uh, leader of the Avengers. I thought they were gonna, that's where they're going to go with it, like have their own little Superman, powered down Superman character, and then eventually give him a new costume, and then once the characters start mixing up and we get our newest final showdown, I thought he was going to be the leader. So when his heel turn happened, I was like, oh shit. Alright, cool. Yeah. And
2: I didn't see it coming. I, I didn't see it coming.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And so and also in like the contained story that I was happy to bring myself to, it felt great. Uh, I like the I like the because I, I really did buy into enough time passing and being together for long enough and him falling in love with, uh, what it sounded like she said, everybody says, it sounds like she said sassy. Cersei? When she first, yeah, Cersei. But like we first showed up on the ship, she's like, sassy. I'm like, <laughs> sassy? <Huh?" laughs> okay, anyway, Cersei. But like, yeah, they, when they got together, I did feel that love. I, and I really enjoyed it. And then, like over enough period of time, them was um, parting ways. But like when they saw each other again, like I, I felt that it felt cool that you know, like enough time passes, they change, they they spread apart, but they still hold love for each other. And then uh, the final showdown of like uh, that thing that I keep bringing up, where like you know these bad guys quote unquote have been around for billions of years. Maybe they do know something and it is a legit question. Like for Icarus, like their job really does bring around billions of more people and billions more people who get to live, love and dream. And to stop that is dangerous on a bigger scale. So I, I, I understood. I could just sympathize with his, um, call there where he's like yeah but if we don't like if someone had stopped us a long time ago we wouldn't have earth and all the joy that's come from that so who are we to say when this cycle should stop and then for him that cycle stopped when he was like i can't take down this person that i've loved for thousands of years and i like that
2: i i think that when the Celestial guy was coming out, she should have turned him into, like, space butterflies or something, and then reconstituted <laughs> him in space.
1: That's not a bad idea. Because, yeah. like, right? uh, when, you're, when you say it like that, it sounds like a great arc on paper. And there are many things that, like, are good on paper, but um, in execution they lack. Like a, cowboy, uh, like a live-action Cowboy Bebop remake
2: that's actually a really good point because i kind of imagine like let's say she does that she brings she like gets him out of the volcano in the form of steam and then he reforms outside and you just kind of stand in there like oh oh, oh. oh. <laughs> guess i can keep doing my job and it for everybody yeah all right see see, see ya <laughs> it would be very awkward
0: yeah icarus and then like Arsham appears in the sky
1: behind him and they, they kind of look at you like oh shit that. I, I will say, I, I love that scene in the end where they're, they're like, yeah, yeah, we did the great thing, um, you know, we, we don't really talk to Arshin, we don't even know if he's around and then he just appears in the sky and, like oh, a monster's figure, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah yes. is, fuck you, bitches Do you you don't uh, deal with the cosmic order, you stupid little
2: robot puppets yeah, listen here, you little <laughs> <All> shit <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how the universe works, ooh mm, you're dumb, and I'm big not dumb, um yeah, yeah, that was incredible. I, I love it when things that are, like, you know, I don't know. It, I, I love sort of imagining how something that is planet-sized would look in the sky. as <laughs> It's coming yes. towards us. You ever see those videos of, like, hey, if we were, like, a moon of of, of frickin' Saturn, this is what it would look like? You know, yes. stuff like that. It's, it's just mind-boggling. And
0: how eventually the galaxy of Andromeda will fill up our sky.
2: Ooh. I think I have...
0: Yeah, we're crash into us eventually down the run, down the line and if there's enough people around that far enough in the future you'll see a gigantic galaxy in the sky. Oh, it's
2: so cool. Which
0: I'm not sure if the earth will still be around. But yeah. Well,
2: there's if there's, a, if there's a good video of that, which I'm assuming you've probably seen it on YouTube, you should uh, put it in the show notes.
0: I shall. I shall. Nice. And there is.
2: Um so so yeah, it's, for me as far there's there were some individual performances that I that I really really liked. Um, uh, Camille Nanjani was just so freaking good. Um,
1: he, he was a lot of fun. I loved his valet assistant. Um, oh my I, yes,
2: god, very much. He was, he was a, he was a, uh, Harish Patel is this guy's name. Um, he was amazing. He was, he was, he was, he was, he, was, he, was, he brought a lot of heart to this movie. I felt
0: agreed fully. Um, I guess like, um, the uh, a thing that gives, that I did give a side eye to was, uh, him saying, ah, I'm just not going to be in the finale, guys, and just, you know, just exit stage
1: right. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> that, that was kind of strange that he just, they, they just had him duck out. Oh, I also want to know, what was the point of his whole, whole like, body transformation? Like, uh, you know, Fastos did not need to get super hyped, and his powers is he just shoots things from his finger, So, he and you, all you see are his shoulders. So what was the whole point of Camille uh, Nanjimani having his uh, male body transformation that was, like, so... Super- oh. I, I, I saw a video that
0: um, suspects that um, the Marvel Machine has a way of uh, hopefully safely beefing you up in a short amount of time, and if you're in that machine, you can say, "I'd like to be beefy, please." <laughs> and yeah, he get to have a, an Adonis body for a while because, like, like the video showed, like how, yeah, just before they're in Marvel, this is what. You know, like Chris Evans looked like. And this is what he looks like in the movie series, and this is what he looks like now. And his body goes way back to normal fast. Yeah. So, yeah, they got something going on there, and I, I guess Kim like, was you know, like,
1: "If I'm going to do this, I'm going to like take advantage of it."
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, yep. he's got a great video that too. Was, like
2: one of the. Where he's just saying, like, you know, guys, you're just being lazy. Anybody can do this. Look, all you need is a trainer to work with you around the clock for six months, this incredibly expensive food. And he just kind of goes down this list that, like, almost nobody could do. Uh, Like, oh, you got to spend seven days a week doing this for, like, your entire life. But come on, it's easy. Anybody can do this. He made a joke about that? Yeah, he was joking about it. Because people people being like, this is, like, holding him up as some sort of, like, see, if he can do it, you can do it. He's going to be like, that's ridiculous. I have these absurd Mm -hmm. resources. That like so few people have. It's like no, you can't. Don't compare yourself to this. It's, you're not being fair to yourself, is what he was saying, which I thought was really cool.
0: I'm looking forward to the uh I want, I, the the story that explains like what happened. Like like I feel like it's so something had to have happened where he just couldn't fit in his schedule and he had to leave. Like I remember there's a show called Samurai Dragon Knight and. Uh, a, a gal I want to know she was in it and like this scene does happen where she goes hey guys everything's just too weird for me going I gotta get out of here now and she left <laughs> and then like, her real life reason was like, she was like yeah they're not really using me in the show so I just asked them to write me out so like there's there's no good reason for him to have been written out like that so there has to be like a like he has another project or I don't know like get, anybody heard anything it's a uh, why that happened because that was out of nowhere
1: i i don't i haven't heard anything through the grapevine like and i i don't think Kamel Nanjamani, considering how much of a famous geeky is that like he'd be like yeah i got this other thing that's more important to me than being uh you know yeah. marvel
2: movie the freaking mcu yeah not much not much
0: yeah it i, I still i wonder what what could have happened where you're not in the final freaking Showdown! All of a sudden, that was yeah.
1: That was that was the weirdest
0: part of the movie.
1: Maybe me. they were like they wanted to increase the tension because you know, Icarus, like you know, who are the evil Eternals? The one who is illusions that can't actually affect anything. So all she's good for is subterfuge. Uh, and then you know, uh, not Superman, who was basically Fastos was able to basically. Uh, hand, I think didn't Fastos and Makari basically beat them with just on his own?
2: Yeah, yeah, they they pretty much handled them. Yeah, they they got him. I mean, Fastos like really like he he upped his game considerably. You kind of I saw him as like oh he's just sort of like the helpless engineer. He's like nah, dude. Let me show you something, oh. and he just like, <laughs> like he came out with like a real a game fighting stuff, which is amazing.
0: We would call him the winner of that showdown, even,
2: and no doubt about it. He he locked him down. It was something.
1: So, so I guess maybe the reason was like, oh fuck, this isn't going to be really cool if we just have like um, <laughs> nine or eight or t- how many Eternals were there? There's like at least six of them at that point, right? There's a good number, and, and they cut like at least two to four out of the movie that they're originally going to have so yeah six versus one did not seem like a super fair fight uh maybe that that was the reason for like cutting him out um although you know you could have done the classic um avatar where they fight a volcano and maybe that was like kind of like partially them uh battling the volcano as it erupts and the celestial comes um you know them versus the environment versus them versus like one evil eternal i look forward to when this is revealed um Druig, uh, there's a thing that
0: I liked about his uh, story um, where he's just, like, really tired of, like, just allowing humans to act wild yep. and saying, why the hell – what and, and um, I actually expected them to take him down. Before he walked off the the whole bunch of people,
1: yeah, he felt they let him. He felt like like I was surprised out of all the ones that like um, felt like they'd be evil. The guy who could mind control people uh, felt Mm -hmm. like, and it it makes sense like uh, from a, a screenwriting standpoint for him to be a final battle you love and protect these people. And then he like gets a whole bunch of them with shotguns and then they come and start to sh- try and shoot the Eternals and you know, then they have to find some sort of smart way to incapacitate the people that they want to protect. So I-, I was very surprised that they didn't use him versus uh, Icarus.
0: Uh, I did like that um, they showed the result of why he shouldn't do that. Because like, there's like a... I, I-, I-, I think about those kind of questions myself sometimes where like, If I had these powers, hell yeah, I'd force everybody to be nice. Like, I'm tired of watching, like, you know, all these bad things happen. So, yeah, I'd do it. And then you see what happens, which is uh, aggressive stagnation. Like, um, he walked off controlling a whole bunch of people, and he didn't make it a utopia. He made a cult of people who didn't grow ever. So, that was kind of cool to see where his endpoint was of controlling people, Mm -hmm. which
2: was. Not the best situation. It is a lack of growth. So totally, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's the whole thing. And they brought it up. They brought it up a few times. Is that uh, you can't just control people and say hey, or give them everything. Otherwise, yeah, they'll they'll never grow. They'll never advance as a race. I mean, that's kind of like that's why the whole prime directive thing in Star Trek exists, right? Or one of the reasons mm-hmm. that if, you're, if you're always interfering with um, like more, I don't know what the right word is really, but like, let's say we're, let's go on a planetary thing. And they're like, uh, um, like a planet that's not as far along as far as technology is concerned. You start handing them stuff. They're not going to figure stuff out on their own. They're going to stop advancing.
0: And all the more reason where, um, in the story that, that does explain like they people keep on asking, like, you know, why didn't they interfere here and there? Why did they jump in the fight with Thanos? Because, They are not superheroes. They really are there to just cultivate humanity, and that does mean allow for decimation because that also brings about um, population booms. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're only there to make sure that deviants don't completely exterminate humanity. That's it.
2: They had a job. Did their job.
0: Yep. Yeah, I like that the bones of their science fiction work.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and that's fair. I never had any problem with that. I mean, that always made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah,
0: there's that, that a big um continuum. They're like, Why can they jump in here, there, there? It just didn't make sense. Like, no, it's in the story, they're not here to save the world, they're here to make sure we aren't completely wiped out. Totally, there you go. Yeah, I also, he wasn't
2: in it a ton, but I also really liked Kit Harrington.
1: Oh <laughs> yes, I-, I thought that was kind of like a fucked up thing that they did to have like um you know the lead and then she is the two Game of Thrones Stark boys, uh, you know both <laughs> kind of like <laughs> inadvertently fighting over her. Right, and her name is um, Cersei. Um, like
2: whoa, <laughs> oh.
0: I didn't notice that. <laughs> okay, so um, do you guys know anything about the Black Knight? Uh, no, very... I don't. I know nothing. A very very little. Do you guys know that that's what you know. That's who he is, though. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll also say I know Jack Mackerel about him, but I just knew that he's the Black Knight, and um, throughout time, I've only seen the Black Knight appear in background pictures of bigger stories, and I've never seen him matter ever, which is (laughs) kind of cool, because that's where the Avengers were once for me. There's Iron Man, Thor, Captain America... And, like, they're always background characters in bigger stories where you're like, yeah, these guys are cool once, <laughs> And uh, now they're the biggest. And now they're doing it again with a lots of, like, lesser-knowners. Like, we're getting the Black Knight stepping out, Moon Knight stepping up, Blade is coming back. So I do like that they are digging in their toy chest again for the
2: Unplayed With toys. So. That's fantastic. I think it's, yeah. Um, I'm totally into that I don't I really only know Black Knight because I thought the character design is pretty cool and I've seen it floating around like as a toy and whatnot
0: um do you guys know like uh boom they're they're having that they're like their supper thing uh the spit beer You you know that's a real thing
1: uh, I would imagine that 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 felt like it was very authentically researched, uh, that was like a, uh, kind of local custom, although, uh, what, yeah. what's the name of the Korean guy who was Gilgamesh? It felt bad for him that he, you know, he, he gets to get thrown under the bus and doesn't get to, like, hang around with all the Eternals, so I was sad to see them killed off, because I know he's, like, I've seen him in, uh, pop up in various Korean cinema, so I, I guess I was also sad to, like, you're introduced, uh, you know, you should, on the, if you're introducing a big superhero team, you shouldn't kill off, uh. How many died uh three of, yeah, we lost three eternals in this movie cool, yeah we uh Gilgamesh, oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Ajax and Icarus, mm-hmm. all folded <laughs> um uh, yeah I don't know like I, I there's a lot of characters and we need some sacrifices, and I think he went out pretty well if
1: I remember right well, he was defending like Angelina Jolie. I, I was amazed though that they got her for like what's pretty much a very like kind of minor supporting character.
0: <laughs> I I have a feeling like there's something that it, it feels like that uh, the MCU is now the in club, and is a uh, a job that keeps you well paid, <laughs> which is what I felt. They're like Angelina Jolie, like um, like uh, the guy who plays Falcon said that. The age of the celebrity is over, yep. And now it's about franchises. And Angelina Jolie knows this, yep. and she's like, "Fuck it, yeah, put me in the MCU so like my star stays bright, and therefore it can keep getting her roles." That's what I saw.
3: Hmm.
0: He's like, "Yeah, whatever. So, um, make me look awesome. I'll show up and." and do my thing. I'm sure there's someone get there who's like
1: trying to figure out some way to get her in the same room with Julianne Dreyfus who's like <laughs> now doing cameos in the MCU. I assume she's going to be like a big central figure in the Dark Avengers or she she's being built up as a as a figure uh as like the Nick Fury for like the Evil Avengers. Uh, oh totally, yeah. But yes. she, I guess she's also an example of like a big name actress uh, who's like a big signature thing doing kind of like what's a really kind of like a very minor almost can well Angelina Jolie is supporting she's not a cameo but uh, you know a, a lesser role than you'd expect
2: for someone of their stature. Mhm. But yeah exactly I think I think now this is it's the cool kids club. Now, if he, like, mm-hmm. there's no shame in being in superhero movies, now there's like um, there's basically well, zero stigma. It's a good thing. Like, this is yeah, and, and it's continu- like saying, it's, it's continual work. So why the hell not? Like it's not surprising anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it just reminds me of poor Vin Diesel, who, well, technically he is in the MCU already, uh, just uh, the most thankless job of the MCU. Uh, but, what? like, you know, he, he did that, you know, I am Groot, but mm-hmm. the, yep. the, the the bloodshot role he had was like, I'm going to do my own superhero. And uh, <laughs> just, and <laughs> I, 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 bloodshot, oh my god, I, I, that
0: was beautifully hilarious to me, like, uh yeah, that, that Bloodshot gets his own comic book movie is... Um, like, Bloodshot was, like, five-cent Ben
2: comics yes. <laughs> uh, back in my day. Yes, it is. It's just like, what? It's kind of like you go that to half-price books and get some cheap comics, it's all Bloodshot. <laughs> it's Bloodshot and Savage <laughs> Dragon, that's all you're going to find there. A the wasteland five of old image Bloodshot.
0: comics. Yeah, that was that was cute. But also, um, other thing I'm liking is... Um, that this was such a unique, weird story. Like, MCU allows for within it almost whatever you want now. Like, for me, like, I miss the era of the 80s where you'd have a movie where a guy finds a thing in the, um, freaking. uh, what do you call that? The, the, the junkyard? Yeah, he finds, it, he finds it in the junkyard and he takes it to school and it turns the school into a interdimensional time battleground where there's M16s versus T-Rexes, which this did happen. It's called My Science Project. It's fantastic. And, like, yeah, just bursts of, like, weird creativity happening. And now we can get this in the MCU. You can now have our Star Wars anytime we want to. Now we're, we can have Vampire Fiction and now we can have immortal automaton fiction in yeah uh, outside the mcu which i don't know it's kind of unfortunate but thanks to that we now have the platform the mcu we can now have weird wild stories wherever we want any kind of like genre so yeah i love that about eternals
2: (laughs) yeah it's um yeah you're right because this is this is very much more like this is very sci-fi Esque, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is this is space stuff. It's all primarily on Earth, but it's space stuff. That's what I was talking. And I did find it like the explanation of the Eternals and the Celestials or whatever they're called. I thought that was really cool. I thought That was really well done. I found that I found that very compelling. Um, yeah,
1: but- I. I- Oh yeah, I definitely agree with Matt on there that um like all the when it went really big and cosmic and it so celestials building galaxies. You know, I, I loved all that stuff. I loved it, it could go uh, that big and cosmic and uh, huge. Uh, I guess what was I going to? Ah, crap! I lost my thought. <laughs> uh,
2: well, they could they they should, right. they should have had um what's his face narrating it um the, Morgan
1: Freeman. Morgan Freeman?
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. The astronomer guy. I'm, 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 it must be oh, late. N- say, Neil
1: deGrasse Tyson.
2: They should have had Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's just like, oh, we do explain our celestial plan, we have Neil deGrasse Tyson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I, and, uh, I guess oh. I, I'm, I'm running out of notes, but, like, one last thing is, uh, I would, to- I was totally cool with, uh, seeing. Icarus flying to the sun. Um, I, I can see no other way. I know it's on the nose. I know it's exactly on the nose. But how else should he? And and if he doesn't, everybody's gonna be wondering like, why didn't that happen? Like,
2: yeah, it was. It was. If he's here for one movie, yeah, that's it, and he's done. He's super dead, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I thought. I thought that was. Um, I was surprised that he's like, all right. I'm out of here. I thought he was just flying away. I thought he was kind of like, okay, I'm really, me too. I'm really embarrassed right now, and I'm gonna fly away into the universe, like, <laughs> no, just right into the sun. Yep.
0: So uh, yeah, I thought like he's going to yeah disappear into the galaxy, so that once you turn the corner, like you know, all of a sudden Thor bumps into him, like, oh my god, who are you?
2: Da-da-da. Right. But just like, but no, no, no. Closing up that pr- loop of the story. Yeah, but it's just. Um, the 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 thing though is is like was there a time jump there because the sun is one solar unit away from the earth right about mm-hmm. eight minutes um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by the speed of light um, um, so how long did it take them to get there
0: for us um, it, there's now I'll say there's two different answers that are easy in the film which is that. Yes, uh, we could have seen an edit time jump of, like, you know, 20 hours later, blah! Right. <laughs> and that was just in the edit, or we don't know Ictoris' top speed once he hits uh, past the atmosphere.
2: Right. I mean, because if, if that was in real time, oh boy, he fast. he be mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. fast. He's, he's got that FTL on lockdown. Both were totally. I mean, this is... The, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all oh. I go ahead <laughs>
1: Oh no! Sorry, I, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, no, I, I finally returning my thought. Uh, like uh, you know, I, 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 there are parts I enjoyed about the Ternals, but like uh, unlike the um, the Suicide Squad, where I like wanted to tear you down, it's like ah, this is not good. You <laughs> know, th- this I, I think you know I could perfectly understand someone really enjoying it uh and being happy with it you know it makes sense to me versus the suicide squad where i was like how do you defend this ah <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: fun they, they shot a giant monster like from Ghostbusters. They, they
2: sure did but but we're not we're not gonna get into that again <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right. We're on, we're on. back in the back in the but
0: way I hey, think did I you, just... were you guys ever like comic book um readers where you went to the comic book shop and like just like walked up and down the aisles do you guys do that i mean
2: I was never super into that. I would read comics when I was a kid, and occasionally I'll go look at them now. Um, but like, or I'll collect um, the collections, right? The graphic novels. But I've never been like a hey, you know, put me down for this month's floppies kind of guy or whatever. <laughs>
1: uh, have a pull, have a poll list. Um,
2: <laughs> exactly, it varies.
1: Uh, I mean, I'll I'll peruse around a comic shop, but I usually won't buy something unless it's something I know I want uh, to get. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm one of those awful people who's like very accustomed to reading pirated stuff online. So that, that's how I like r- uh, really read things. So, you know, but I, I'm guessing what you're leading with this is that like, you know, this felt like going to a comic book shop, seeing a weird cover yeah. and being pleasantly surprised.
0: Yes. Uh. Like, yeah, th- it was a weekly ritual for me. Like, um, in the nineties, like I would walk down from like where I was living, maybe on campus or wherever I would make my pilgrimage to State Street. I'd go downstairs into pick a book, it was called, into that basement, and like yeah, like you just the, the smell of all the comic books around and piles here and there and you just like huh, you know, and you and you you find that like one. You're like, Huh, what's in this thing? And you get yourself a self contained story of like what well, like one of the things that I like uh, comes to mind is like a comic book called Majestic. And it's about like um basically their ripoff version of Superman and all of the last Immortals at the heat death of the universe and it was beautiful like I, I will never forget that comic book and like all, all the complaints people have about this is like would have been there like each character didn't get their full arc and they kind of showed up and it's like hey yeah but like this is the contained weird story that we're doing and I had fun I'm glad that we finally got and maybe we'll now continue to get these contained weird stories because, like, the In Call is coming, which is like um, from Joe Dorowski. It's a very weird comic book and self-contained oddness. And I've been waiting for this Renaissance for since the '80s, so I'm I'm glad that we're seeing stuff like this. Right. So, so
1: you're, you're you're happy that like uh, that you're seeing more of these stories and Eternals is kind of like even if it has like the MCU formula, it feels more towards that than like. Uh, You know, uh, I don't know another uh, like the
0: Hawkeye TV show. Yeah, the Hawkeye TV show feels like (laughs) ABC Family presents (laughs) Hawkeye. Like
2: okay, (laughs) but that's (laughs)
0: Hawkeye. That's what it feels like. But um, but then again, one, but it that does go to that. Like, hey, if we're weird now, like a lot of explosions of all different genres and tones and and, in corners of the universe and different adventures for different kinds of people. So even though it's like, yeah, not what I want. I'm glad that now we are starting to see the industry having enough money to take chances on just weirdness and not continually remixing the superhero origin story or another Rathacon type story. Like we're now starting to get bursts of creativity, which I've been freaking waiting for and thought I'd get in the sequel Star Wars movies, but didn't. And I'd love to complain about that. Everybody drink because I did it. I mentioned how much I hate Star Wars, <laughs> new Star Wars. And I do that every podcast. I'm sure you, that somewhere in the future, someone make a drinking game out of that.
1: <laughs> oh, well, well, one thing I was kind of curious to get get your what do you guys think of the post credit sequence uh, of the uh, Eternals um, where Harry Styles comes in?
2: Oh, I, I didn't care.
1: <laughs> yeah it,
0: it, it's uh it's me going cool you know like unknown uh cool unknown i hope you guys get very creative with this because um i guess he's like a guy from a boy band or yeah. something called new uh, yeah Directly.
1: and then he yeah. branched out and maybe kind of <sighs> <laughs> i like harry styles
2: came, well like... enough yeah his own <laughs> solo artist he's like really big and like um, I have some friends who are just like. I have a friend who loves Harry Styles sh- so much. She wrote a Harry Styles sketch show. It's just a bunch of sketches about. Harry Styles. It was really good. She did a great job, but she loves Harry Styles. And like I've I've watched some of his videos and listened to some of his music. He's a charming dude. I think he's pretty talented. So like looking forward to see what his character is, but I have no idea who that character is. I wasn't I didn't even recognize him at first. Brother of Thanos. Brother. How of Thanos.
1: I hated that, that yep. sequence so much. I hated the stupid Patton Oswald dwarf the thing. Holy I hated Lock. I also really didn't, like, how is he the brother of Thanos if he's an Eternal? He's wearing the Eternals costume, mm. he looks like he's an Eternal, and Thanos is a, uh, Thanos the Mad Titan. He's like, uh, he, there's like this race of purple people who are Titans. So, I, I don't know, it, it, it sort of like made me have that like you know angry nerd rage where it's like, this doesn't make sense, this is mutually incompatible, you have not justified this enough for me.
0: Agreed. I fully agree. Yeah, and oh my god. But I I do think they care enough. They do care enough that they're going to make it make sense. Right,
2: but what was going on with the leprechaun, the Patton Oswald leprechaun? What was (laughs) happening there? Like, it wasn't good. It didn't, I'm sorry, it didn't look good. It should look good. They have all the money. Like he, he, he's from the comic book the, is he CG in the comic book
0: he's really stupid at looking in the comic book he's books. weird looking
2: but so, he doesn't show up and be yeah, like oh that thing is made out of computer graphics they don't say that in the comic
0: he shows up and everybody does roll their eyes so oh, like they're yeah. sticking to what he's well, he was just
1: Super off-putting, and I hated that sequence. Ah,
0: Although, yeah. the other stinger, though, um, apparently that was not Nick Fury saying that. Oh, who
2: said that? Who, who, who?
0: <laughs> Mahershala Ali. Blade. What? Are you sh- How do you know that? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Sh- I, 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 I saw that somewhere, and i um, now I'm not sure because you guys aren't sure. I, I so. thought it was
1: just the mystical force of whatever his powered origin is that, you know, I, I was too lazy to look up an explanation video. I always figured that's what the voice was calling out to him and that, you know, it's whatever his power
2: source is. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Director uh, Chloe Zhao told fandom that the voice at the end is Mahershala Ali. Huge deal because Ali is set to play Blade in an upcoming Marvel movie.
0: That's
1: cool. What does the Black Knight have to do with Blade? Oh, that's interesting.
0: Exactly. That's why I like it. Um, Yeah, so also, what I'm seeing is urban fantasy. Um, Eternals really plays into a genre that uh, a friend of mine was really into and is, is really out there, and there's a lot of fans for it. It is called urban fiction, and like, yeah, it's like a fantasy that takes place in modern day in the shadows of, and People doing magic and sword fighting and type stuff, so, like the the, f- the famous uh,
1: Fables comic,
0: right? Uh, that would definitely be, that would definitely qualify. And then there's other stuff that like you've never heard of, like that still has big fandoms. That like yeah like these cool people who dress normal and no one knows that they get jumped by demons in their living room every so often, and that's kind of like the world that they're starting to build with the Black Knight
2: and Blade. Very fun. I'm into that. I want to see. I and, really want to uh, see more Black Knight. Like I really want to see more yeah. Kit Harington as Black Knight. Like that. To me, that was my takeaway from this movie. Like I want to see this character.
0: I would love. Yeah, I, I want to see modern day fighting of uh, fantasy fighters with swords and blade and and the Black Knight side by side fighting
2: Mephisto or whoever. Yeah, whoever. I'm fine with them fighting whoever. Honestly, yeah. Especially if it's freaking Blade. Come on. Yeah. Indeed. Pro- probably it's going to be fun. It's going to be super fun. All right. So,
0: final thoughts on Eternals? Well,
1: before we, before we get into the final final oh, thoughts, yeah, no, please, I would like, one last before. little thing that kind of ties into the final thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. So, I was kind of curious. Uh, what are your guys' rankings so far of, like uh, – so, let's do, like, a tier system – um you know s a b c d of like the phase 4 projects of marvel including the tv shows um how, how where do we start so with, like where's phase 4 start so for the first one i, I guess would be like wandavision what, what would you give that Oof. uh started started a tier and
0: ended in i'm going to be mean to say c tier oh wow uh,
1: yeah I, I, I'd i agree with that. I, 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 that. That That's a pretty good uh, assessment. Uh, yeah, I think it was... Yeah, that, that last episode, poof, <laughs> like, oh, uh, guys, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, um, Matt, what, what do you think, uh, what tier would you give um, WandaVision?
2: I agree with that. It started really strong, and then I kind of, I, I lost some interest, um, but I'm going to give it an overall B. I'm going to give it an overall B. Okay. What about you, Isaac? Um, I
1: th- somewhere between B and C. I I think I'll go for C just because I was a little disappointed towards the end where it had, like, a really interesting premise and then it kind of, like, followed the Marvel formula a little bit too much. And, uh, you know, uh, I was also not happy. Like, I think you should have just, like, not made her, like, sympathetic. You should have, like, made her, like, be the villain Uh, and, like, blame it on Agatha. I felt like the weak story choice. So, yeah, I definitely think it started in A, but then by the end was, like, C tier. Uh, Falcon. In in shitty sidelining, like... Uh, the woman who's going to become
0: a marvel they 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 made her into a superhero and they put her in a bedroom with boner guy and you're <laughs> like what the shit guy you at? like like when they when quicksilver showed up they made a fool out of me because i jumped up i screamed i ran around my living room i texted some friends and they're like boner like i will punch whoever did that in the stomach And watch them sink to the ground and tell them never do that ever again. The the smartest
1: casting thing with the worst payoff. So, alright, Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier
0: for me started in B tier, ended in C minus. They spun wheels a lot. uh, And there's a, a weird racial element on this where uh there's like an article that it says like uh sam can't fight and it's a weird thing that disney has been doing with black male characters that aren't sectioned off in their own universe where they don't let them win fights outright so um anytime he was fighting a white person a white guy if you saw it clearly he could never win the fight on his own which really gets under my skin is a little too weird and and then, like, yeah, they kind of wanted to be patted on the back that they let him be Captain America, and you're like, yeah, but uh, so what did he end up doing? He he tried to befriend a girl who's a mass murderer. <laughs> Guys, what are you doing in this? He gave shit? a really good like. I really wanted the speech. speech. Get that crazy. <laughs> no, You've,
1: really, you've got to do better, like, <laughs> better. Here is a complicated situation of global geopolitics. Uh, do better. You are not doing yeah. right. You need to solve Israel yep. Palestine. Just just work on it harder.
2: Just, okay. <laughs> so just come work. on, Nike. That shit. I am a C minus.
1: Yeah, I hundred I percent agree. C minus. Uh, I think there was some poignant stuff. Like I think the stuff with Isaiah Bradley was uh, really good, but it had a weak villain and a lot of wheels spinning. Uh, and you know, the action wasn't quite as good as like the um, you know the Captain America Civil War and um, what was the other one? Uh, that was interesting how you said that Isaiah. Isn't isn't, it, didn't, isn't it, Isaiah Bradley?
0: Um, that's what
1: – you said Isaiah. I thought I said Isaiah. Oh
0: um uh, anyway yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, i thought that was interesting i liked it uh i liked the 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 anyway i like how you said it anyway. so, so,
1: but like and you know i hated the villain i thought you know they, they've spent way too much time trying to like uh make us like her and she wasn't she wasn't like smart or charismatic to uh you know be really intimidating she was just n- did not pull the strength she needed to so yeah i agree c minus uh all right yeah they spammed because of how she
0: looks don't you just <laughs> yeah. like her, though? Like, God, no. You're, you're supposed to building like her. You're full people.
1: Look, you're supposed, to, you're, you're supposed to be on her side. She's supposed to be really sympathetic. Right. <laughs> she's so pretty, just though. Like, <laughs> guys, no. All right, so, Loki, what tier would you put that in? Started
0: uh, with the potential of A minus tier. Ended... Uh, tier again <laughs> um so i i thought like it felt like they were going to do a lot i thought we were going to have like doctor who level of like new world building and adventures and whatnot but then they they uh fell too much into he's not loki anymore it's tom hiddleston hey <laughs> we like how tom hiddleston and then weird emasculating of him and then powering him down and and a full episode of him getting kicked in the nuts so that the writer could put her own uh, self-insert kind of character in there, who's, like, the cooler Loki, who does all the things. And, is, it, like, it's called Loki, but um, Sylvie's the one who does everything in the show. And then also they did that weird thing, like we were talking about earlier. They had to make it so they belittle the achievements of, like, the massive mcu that we've all loved and that's why we're here in the first place but they're like ha 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 the infinity stones are trinkets and everything they did is because our show says it was just destined it's just like uh guys and then their king isn't just eating apples and acting odd and just like guys like i i like what you guys started to do here and there's so much potential but yeah you guys just kind of Maybe watch a full episode of him literally getting kicked in the <laughs> And
2: uh, no th-
1: th- That's a good assessment. Uh, Matt?
2: Well, I was going to give it an A. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, honestly, here's the thing. Is that, mm-hmm. yes, all of those things happened. And I think it did suffer from that very classic thing where a bad guy becomes a good guy and is suddenly depowered. Um, but that said... Oh gosh, I don't know. I feel I feel bad for saying this, but I just enjoyed the damn thing, you know, like despite <laughs> okay. all those problems. And I thought that the end, the setup was interesting. And uh, I feel like it can go a, a lot more directions. And I felt like near the end, like Loki was kind of showing his power. And yeah, I, I do agree. Like it was obnoxious that he you know, wasn't as powerful as he was in the future, but, the, the you know, a lot of that was kind of explained. I think one of the big things that makes a bad guy so powerful is they don't have limits, right? They they don't put a governor on what they're doing. But then when they become a good guy, then they have to hold back a little bit so they don't just, like, destroy everybody around them, you know? Uh, so I think that that's a little bit of what's going on there. And also, in general, they depowered everybody with the whole, um, you know, timekeeper thing and whatnot. Like, they kind of... And yeah, I wasn't crazy about that saying that, like you know, all that stuff, all the super high stakes. Yeah, none of that shit matters anymore. Um, That Mm -hmm.
0: that. So I sectioned that stuff off in its own world. Now I'm like, (laughs) no, you're not a part of my MCU for now. Like, I hope you guys pull up the ship before it crashes because they still have time to smooth things out and make it work. But what they did, uh, yeah. Also, really quickly, like, and Loki. As the person that they, as he was, and pulled him into this show, that character could have been amazing, because, like, I, I was kept on waiting for, like, everyone doesn't trust Loki, and, like, I really wanted that all of a sudden, like, Sylvie sees a blade explode from her chest, and he's like, I'm I, I'm a bad guy, I totally ripped the guy's eyeball out, this is the guy everybody's been talking to, and then King's like, wait, no, and, like, Loki rips his head off. The monster that he once was could have been an amazing character to watch happen, but they turned him into Tom. Hale. Yeah,
2: totally. And I mean, I will say though, like despite that, it was buoyed by some really excellent performances and fantastic characters. All yes, of the like absolutely. alternative Lokis were so good, um, and like classic Loki, like with his illusions and whatnot, and how he kind of like oh, that, that the scenes with him making the castles yes. were so freaking good. And and very, I also very, really really liked the friendship between um, between Loki and uh, Owen Wilson. Like I mm. thought that was I thought that was yes. super fun that relationship. Like how like they they kind of slowly became actual friends and whatnot. Um, I thought that was really neat.
0: All the performances: Sylvie, Loki, uh, the Commissioner Woman. Uh, yeah, all of them. Those there's, there's fantastic
1: acting performances across the board. So uh, so what, what's your final grade? Or for right. me, yeah, B A. I got I got to stick
2: with my original. Grab, I'm giving it an A. Oh, oh
1: wow, okay, cool. Um, for me, I think would B minus. Just because, like, I've I, I really loved... Out of all the Marvel shows, this one was the kind of, like, the one I was most excited for. I've really wanted to, like, uh, you know, time crimes with Owen Wilson and Loki traveling across the multiverse just doing time crimes. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, I did not want the Sylvie power hour. And I think they overestimated how much people would like Sylvie. <laughs> and I, right. I don't think she was, like... It was not a great performance for a character that they thought we would be all over and love. And I also was not a huge fan that they were, like... Rooting for trying to get us to root for the Loki Sylvie romance. Sure, you can't. <laughs> yeah, the the, the, the showrunner. I I definitely
0: saw Sylvie as the showrunner who will not be coming back next season. So uh, I, I'm I'm glad she got to do the the show she wanted though. Like that was that that show did it looked great. Um, it probably was a blast to do. Uh, Matt, you are right with all the good that you did see. Uh... But like what she did is something I would do, and I and I have done in my own fan fiction, which is <laughs> I can't. I I'm so sorry. I can't help it. Like if you're putting me in charge, I'm putting me as the the main character among the Buffy crew, and it's going to happen. And I know that it's not good to do it, and I just I, just, I understand where it comes from, and I wouldn't stop myself. From that. <laughs> And I haven't stopped myself. Right. Yep.
2: They got to realize that you you give people that power. Sometimes they're going to take advantage.
1: And, you know, all the other. They got one shot and, like. Take it. All the other variants were a lot of fun. Classic Loki was fun. Uh, boastful Loki was fun. Kid Loki. President Loki. Alligator Loki. Uh, I definitely like that. And then like the introduction of Kang. I just did not think the Sylvie Power Hour was as good as uh, the, the Owen Wilson uh, Loki time crime shows or the Loki variant. Uh, so that's why I put it a B-. Mm-hmm. And now, we, we move as we move on to the big uh, finale, uh, um, Black uh, Widow, what would you rank that? Hey, oh, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Did 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 I did I uh, Hey, can you hear me?
0: Alright. Um for me, Isaac, your audio is starting to fade out. Oh, did you hear uh, that, yep. Matt, too? Yeah, uh, yeah I,
1: I guess we had an internet.
0: Well, we got let's uh, let's uh, let's watch out for that. All right, um, yeah, I think we had Black a Black Widow? We had an internet <laughs> up. Oh god. That that was a... Okay. All right, so Black Widow uh, I loved, that That was a fun, I wouldn't call, even call it a hate watch, um, it was a fun, I had a great time while I was watching it, like the, the um, action, the, the interaction, the camaraderie, uh, the world they created in that movie, as it happened, I was having a great time, I enjoyed the action sequences, and then um, given time to think about it. Uh, it was fun to laugh about it. Like that was a terrible story that has so many broken bones and holes in it that I actually had fun picking it apart and rolling my eyes. And then Mahler laid down like a four hour review. That was some of the most fun I've had all year. So, um, really bad movie, but going to, uh, sh- sorry guys, I'm going to give it a B plus. Nope. Cause I didn't, yeah. I had, I um, like if I, I'm gonna talk about the quality movie itself, uh, it's like C minus D. Like, ooh, what did you guys do? I'm gonna smack your hand. <laughs> but because of all the entertainment I got from it, and how harmless it is to like the rest of the MCU, because you can easily just like not worry about it and like forget it happened. I'm not gonna be too harsh on it. Be like, uh. Like I'll give it no no I'll, 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 not too much credit I'll give you a solid B. Mm, all right. Okay,
2: I think
1: that's yeah a, I thought that's it was, a respectable grade.
2: Yeah, totally. You know, yeah I I'm not going to get too crazy uh, in the weeds here with it. I thought it was fun. I loved a lot of the performances. Uh, David Harbor, Florence Pugh were both fantastic. Uh, I'll, yeah, I mean, but I don't like prequels in general. Yuck. <laughs> um, and, but. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't riveted. B minus.
1: I agree with Matt. I I think it was definitely a B minus. Um... It was, um, you know, some people think, oh, it's the worst thing in the world. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. It's perfectly entertaining. David Harbour's fun. I love the, the dynamic of, like, uh, you know, a, a fake spy family reunites and then, you know, uh, reconnects as a, as a spy family. I just thought the the, the story mechanics were kind of meh. And, uh, you know, the villain was kind of boring. And then it kind of devolved into, like, you know, sort of like standard Marvel action sequences yes. of, like, big CGI in a giant sky fortress when it kind of needed. Needed to be a little bit grittier. It needed the Winter Soldier grit that uh, the Rousseau brothers did so well. Um,
2: ugh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love the over the top fall.
0: <laughs> was I love it. Like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's uh, the schlock that I enjoy where, like, we're all falling and and gliding across the. It was very Final Fantasy Seven type <laughs> Sephiroth versus Cloud type fighting, and I was having a good old time. <laughs> it's very stupid, but fun for me. Yeah, right. but it's like it's not <laughs> right.
1: something I'm like running to uh, watch McCall to rewatch like uh, Captain Marvel or Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, movies that you know if they're on TV, th- that's about it. Uh, all right, so now we're we're, we're, yeah. we're getting close. Next, Shang Chi. I don't think uh, we've discussed this in podcast form at all. What do you rank Shang Chi?
0: Shang-Chi, uh, my expectations uh, and my fingers are crossed for A+, because I love martial art fantasy. I wanted this to be great. Instead, it was very good. And I'll be kind to it and give it a B plus because um, it was solid, but I was, I, 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 yeah, you guys got lots of money. I wanted to see the next level. I wanted to see uh, Warriors of Virtue meets uh, The Raid and <laughs> blow my freaking mind, and they didn't. But I had a good time, so B plus.
2: Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm I would have given it a B. I'm ranking it up to B plus for the karaoke scenes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Shang Chi was very solid. I'd give it a B, B-, B rank just because um, the way I uh, I thought like all, all the, the initial first act stuff was really strong. I like the fam- family dynamic. I love what they did with the Mandarin. That was like the smartest thing, and they got like you know oh, that right- was great. Yeah, and the, the the ten rings are like kung fu rings, and they're like these space rings that he's lived a thousand years for and conquered all all, all across the world. That was great. I, my my big problem was the final act where they like go to the mystical realm and then fight the d- dweller in the dark. I was like, you didn't need that. You had like a great family conflict. You didn't need to introduce this whole other convoluted thing of these CGI monsters. You you had like these great kung fu scenes. Why couldn't you stick with that?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a reviewer called. This, the big gray monster syndrome. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's big, it's gray, you can barely see it, and leaves no impression on you. Like,
1: eh, don't do that anymore, please.
2: Don't do that. It was Every, like, monster <laughs> Every monster is now Cloverfield. Every
1: monster is now Cloverfield. And he has to ride the
2: dr- Can't he ride the dragon in the sequel?
1: Just give him a really solid fight with the ten rings, that would have been fine. <laughs> but instead, yep, it was just like so needlessly convoluted, and it was just like, ah, come
0: on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, fingers crossed for more because I. Yeah, I love what they have going, and I think it has potential. So, uh, what I'm thinking is like, uh, what we are seeing here, it feels like once we're refreshingly, almost refreshingly. At the beginning of the MCU again, it
1: feels like. <laughs> mm. A restart of the more magical things and th- everything's increased. But uh, yeah, I think those are respectable uh, you know, tiers. And now, the internals in the phase four. What tier do you give the Eternals? Where does it fit in with this new generation of the MCU as it paves forward for a new generation with a few missteps but still going strong? People still love Marvel.
0: I will give the Eternals a solid B. Um, I, I, I don't have much to complain about. My expectations weren't very high. Uh, they gave me a side story of weirdness that I've been asking for. The bones. I think. I think Eternals will age very well. Like the stuff that doesn't age well is like Black Widow. Like it's a flash in the pan or um, Star Wars sequels. Uh, it's flash in the pan, it looks great while it's happening, but it has so many holes and broken bones that it just gets worse over time. But Eternals, I feel that there's a lot of things people didn't get when it happened, and when you review the bones of the story, it holds up and can allow for more growth of the fantasy world that they created and i think it will age very well over time so solid b
2: yeah it's um it's certainly not bad and uh it, it did it for a number of reasons it did have a hard kind of a hard time holding my interest um i think i just like wasn't i didn't buy in to a lot of the characters and their relationships Honestly, with each mm-hmm. other. Every once in a while I did, you know, but I think it's kind of telling that for me, one of my favorite characters was um, the ballet you know uh, by a significant margin uh, and 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 Kit Harrington who had a very small role so uh, I think that it had some you know relatively big flaws as far as that was concerned however in general obviously it's still an enjoyable movie and I thought it was trying to do some really neat stuff I loved a lot of the big action set pieces and like the giant you know planet sized monsters showing up was really really freaking amazing and a lot of the powers I thought were kind of done well um hate the leprechaun but uh, overall uh, b minus cool isaac
1: so i think I, i'm gonna go for c plus um i think there's a lot of big swings and you know the most messed up thing is that like um eternals is a better ancient aliens movie than prometheus oh god no, I,
2: no damn <laughs> Mm.
1: I, I was wrong. I was so disappointed by Prometheus. Oh God, I yes. wanted to love
0: that movie. Um, Covenant, though, man, there's a good c- case. <laughs> <you.
3: laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: different conversation. There's
1: a lot of things that can be said about Covenant as well. I, I guess you could make a case for it, uh, but I. I, <laughs> I get you. I get you. I understand. Um, but you know it's like some people are trying it's funny to see the critics savage it because this is the kind of thing that they're supposed to love you know it's a diverse cast representation I'm surprised that they they chose this to bring the knives out Um, but you know it's still watchable it's still enjoyable I can have some complaints about the sort of lore about like uh, not kind of like showing how the Eternals become the you know Burger King Kids Club or how the deaf eternal becomes deaf uh, if that was like built into her if she like you know lost her hearing and developed American Sign Language and that somehow transferred—that uh, would have been cool. But you know, the, 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 those are, I guess, what I saw the weaknesses and the lack of a strong uh, villain, and you know, the third villain reveal, uh, and you know, Icarus not being like uh, that great of a villain. But it's still watchable. It's still tried to do interesting things, uh, and you know, it's always nice to have uh, something that uh, try. And of course, I—I I, I love the cosmic stuff. I love the thing with. Arashem, the judgment. I, I loved all the, when they show the galaxy-spanning stuff, I love that he came to the planet to say, what you doing, Willis? Uh, <laughs> Get over here. Get over here. I like that there was consequences. It's like, eh, God will forget about it. No!
0: God is here!
1: It's like that Denzel Washington thing. You think you could do
0: that to me? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, but uh, so you know, I I still think it's watchable. But it, you know, it's, it's in the C here. It's uh, uh, you know, not my favorite Marvel movie, but it's it's still enjoyable. Cool. All right, I think that will wrap us up then.
0: Um, yeah, I I agree with you guys. Like it, uh, I give the B because of like yeah, the fantasy that I want. But yeah, this is not going to be on anyone's best movie of the year. But you know, it wasn't insulting. It, it didn't. It wasn't hateful. It was. A good start for more Cosmic Marvel. So I think we're in for a good future. All right, let's wrap this up. Isaac, where can we find
1: more of your work on the internet? You can find me at Lobster Magnet, uh, the review channel. Uh, that's where I do my main stuff. Uh, I also started a recent thing. Uh, I saw this trend on YouTube that was driving me insane uh, of, like, talk to, talk to text-to-speech channels that just recap movies. And they have, like, you know, clickbait titles like uh, Independence Day, President Flies Plane and Fights Aliens to Save Humanity. So I started one of my own called Story Explained. There's two videos up there. Um, I, I hope you lazy mofos go find it <laughs> for the stupid time I'm, I'm doing this. I'm trying to get in that that, that that lazy money, but, oh, boy, it is not working so far. So uh, I guess go check out my real channel. You'll be linked in the show notes, man.
0: All right. I uh, Matt, we're going to find you more of your work on the Internet.
2: Yeah uh soon. you can find me uh doc falconer on uh instagram and twitter and i have yet to tweet i think this year um and yeah at the moment i'm working on some things right now i got uh, i got some stuff that is uh, coming down the pike eventually um but uh yeah i think that's uh, that's all i'm really going to uh so i was going to talk about right now Right on. Uh, you
0: can find me on Instagram at Keith Justice. If that's a if you at on Instagram slash Keith Justice, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Keith Hayward, and you can find this podcast and more at PopGeeks.com Thank you guys for listening, and we'll wait, see you the next time. For what, yeah, what?
2: Wait, I I think we need I think we need to thank Sonic Clang for all of his work.
0: Yes. We were supposed to do it at the beginning of this recording. No, That's we said we're gonna do it at the me. end
2: of the recording, didn't
0: we? Thank you, Sonic Kling. Without him, there would be no show. When nope. you guys hear this show and our voices mixed together, music and trailers, it's a guy named Sonic Kling, and you can find his work on Spotify. Look it up. Apparently he
1: cool. does lots of cool stuff with Doom music, so find his stuff on uh called Spotify. Give him money. Give him those one cent yeah. for those plays.
0: Yeah, but he, His stuff has been listened to up to like uh, over a hundred thousand times, so he's no small deal. So, Sonic Kling, thank you once again for making the show possible. And yeah, we'll see you next time, maybe uh, in Ghostbusters Afterlife, if you guys were up for it. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. See y'all later. Thanks for listening.